DJ. Lay down some beats, man. Everybody, welcome to episode 77 of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Riverside Dodge, the official truck sponsor and dealership of the show, as well as Hooked Up Enterprises as the official in-arena gear of the NFP podcast. And of course, Wrangler, the official clothing sponsor of the show. Wrangler, along live the Cowboys. What's up, folks? We're back couple weeks off we've had the pbr canada finals we've been up and down all over the world so much to talk about we won't get to it all that's for sure but we'll do our damnedest but before we do the boys are back jason davidson what's up bro episode 77 77 dude i got one for you bill esposito not bad almost 1300 games legend 1800 points i think legend <laughs> Summit Series in 72, he skated up to the ref in Russia and pretended going to two-hand him across the head with a stick. Hashtag NFP. You can find that clip. We better show that clip <laughs> for yeah. this. Yeah. Did he have a dart dangling? Dart dangling Legend. too? Oh, yeah. He could score. <laughs> he could score. Oh, Scotty Baron, what's up, buddy? You're back to the game. We're getting ready to do some chores and uh, get your life together out there in the nice Manitoba weather. Yeah, yeah, plus six or seven today. I'll take that all day long. Hey, plus six there, Scott? I was watching the news last night, fake news, and um, Maple Creek, Saskatchewan, 15 degrees yesterday. Fuck. Yeah. It'll play well into their drought. Holy cow. Well, maybe well, that's a that's good sign point. for Jared Parsonage. Maybe that's just fucking things are hot. Things are heating up around that Maple yeah, Creek area. Edmonton, for the first time in 100 years, through the month of November, did not get any snow. Really? Yeah. What a fucking hmm. world we're living in. I told you all, guys all this kidding. global warming. <laughs> all kidding. You heard me. You heard it here first. Global warming. Yeah. All kidding aside, though, it is dry. Like we do Who's kidding, Scott? Do I look like yes. a kidder? Jason, you're not a kidder. <laughs> yeah, it is very dry. And all the, the uh, dugouts are dry. But it's typical farmer talk right now. If it's fucking too cold, we're complaining because it's too cold. <laughs> yeah. It's too fucking like, hot, yeah. too dry. Yeah. It's never good. Yeah. One, one thing, thing that's good. What, Jason? Well, I haven't put one mile good? on one of my sleds yet. That's fair. disappointing. Yeah, fair enough. Sledders will not be happy. You know who is happy? People selling cattle, people selling cabs. That's, get tired to be in that business. I'll tell you you know what? Three years ago, you couldn't find a sled. This year, they're gonna they'll be giving them away here pretty soon. Yeah, no shit. Well, COVID hit, and everybody should. jumped on board of the whole outdoors yeah. activity, and now it's kind of seems like it's we're back to normal life. And once there's no snow, second, everybody's back to be fucking too busy to do shit. JD, you need to hook up with our our. Uh... Our gate latcher, Darren Humphreys, Humper there, he just grass drags. You can set up a nice little leg there on your grass. Mm. Just fucking yeah. pin, it, pin it from the driveway onto the water. 
Done. Well, I was gonna say right off my right off my lot across the lake. Yeah. You wouldn't want to slow up halfway through though. It's Definitely only about 14 feet deep there though, so it wouldn't be too bad. You lose a slide. More, than, more than four and I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> True. And it's cold. What uh what have you been doing there, Scotty Burns? You've been uh busy, been rolling. What's been going on? We haven't seen, we haven't talked since before the PBR Canada finals. So you've just been selling clothes out there now, getting ready for the winter? Yeah, getting ready for the Christmas rush. And yeah, got home from Edmonton, which was amazing. Um, but just been regrouping here. That's about it, really. Uh, it's been good to stay home a little bit after all can agree on that it's like get everyone tidied up at home here but no this weather is nice must have been nice jason you what have you been got on the go oh you know Corey perry or connor bedard jason (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. no no right out of rogers place saturday night probably in my 25 years i don't know if i've been to one better than that performance Right in Lloydminster, right in the Lloydminster to start the 24 season, and it was good. Sold her out. Yeah, we sell it out there every year there, and it's capacity. I don't know what it is. Not not a lot, sixteen hundred, whatever. But uh, usually we turn people away at the door. We were it was officially sold out for 48 hours prior to starting, so that was pretty cool. And then all my old buddies from Lloydminster calling, hey, just need two. Just need two tickets. <laughs> so do I. Uh, you wouldn't believe the calls I've had this week for fucking people trying to get the Ryan Bingham tickets for the kickoff to the NFR December oh, 7th. Yeah. Holy fuck. I'm not the guy. I don't got the tickets. <laughs> well, I've got I got the Kid Rock Cole Hazar party on the 13th, I believe it is. Yeah. Are you going um, to that? Well, I've got the I've got the VIP pass. Blue oh. shirts and Zeke Thurston. Oh yes, there we go. But I haven't. I got to get some more details. I have no idea what the money added is. Anything, so I haven't committed anything yet. Well, I and the only the problem is too is if there's the um, the go around buckles are presented at South Point and you have to go right, like you have to be there. So it would be right over top of that, which would be kind of the shit. So it's kind of a moving target. So you're talking well, about the party, the Kohlhauser Kid Rock party at the NFR for the PBR. Yeah. But yeah, also some blues. And it's a it's like a draft, right, for the actual event that's gonna be in May. Is there any does you have any more details on that? Are they doing coaches Nothing. and teams? They're, I think Obviously they're announcing one of those guys. Yeah, they're announcing coaches, I think, at that. Okay. But I haven't had, I haven't heard a word. I haven't <clears throat> I've been just kind of in my own world doing my own shit here so i haven't really followed up on you know because it really until it affects me directly it's just i don't really need to put much effort into it so i haven't but it's definitely interesting like i do want to you know offer it up to the guys but until i hear some more i can't really do it no (laughs) bull riding at that rodeo though there's no bull riding no what what no no there's no bull riding because it's well, the bull riding is the PBR final side of of the event. They don't want probably all their guys well, I guess getting so. hurt or something in that. Look, you took rodeo guys. Damn. Yeah. Well, there you go. Just break it <clears throat> open. Always something, eh, fellas? Always, Always something. something. 
how you been doing lt thanks <laughs> thanks for throwing it to me thanks bro thanks You're much welcome. obliged thanks oh, much okay. obliged i went from uh, edmonton <clears throat> to from the pbr canada finals to regina to the rodeo there at agribition agribition always a good uh a good time that's always a big one hey have you guys taken in the uh the agribition not, like, not necessarily the rodeo but like the agribition itself like the whole look it's huge hey i've been yeah. a lot of years but it's the first time i paid attention to how many people go through there for like the farm show and the egg and all that sort of stuff it's pretty fucking cool highlight for me of the of agribition was these uh spanish bull jumpers do you see these guys on the, any videos or anything like that mm-hmm. yeah. okay i I'm just thinking that you should have took, you should have taken some notes from them guys, Tanner. Well, well, I, what I did was I just kind of watched them most of the weekend. That was what I did because they spoke no English at all and never seen like rodeo and stuff like that. So they were just fucking enthralled by what was going on with sheep riding and all the different stuff that was going on. But yeah, dude, those guys are like next level. You talk about like freestyle bullfight and whatever else, but the jumping and and i didn't really know much about it and then i went on their instagrams afterwards and if you get the chance to check these guys out i don't know what they are off the top of my head but you'll be able to find them but it's like their religion and their life like it's not like they're just doing this oh, for fun like it's yeah. full-on literal religion they're ready to die out there every time they do it and they're athletes and yeah they can jump and they can fucking just stand there and fight one now the bulls that they were fighting in regina not not like big scary bastards. They were younger, smaller, still fighting bulls, right? They still hook your ass and fucking. Yeah, but do they don't, do they flank them? They don't flank them, do they? No, no flanks. No, nothing yeah. at all. And then when you go on their Instagrams and shit, that's what I mean. The shit that they're fighting in Spain, like they're fighting them on the streets, and it's just like the movies, like or what's the Ferdinand? But they hate that show because it's all animal rights, so don't bring up Ferdinand <laughs> to them. But uh, that's what it, that's what it's like. The matadors in the arena, they don't kill them or nothing, but like it's that's their art is what they do is they fight these things and they're like 1800 2000 pounders that they're on their knees stepping around in the fucking rings in spain it'd be pretty cool to go over there and actually and see it so yeah that was pretty cool so shout out to those guys well manoa's um, been here for years eh the yeah. the actual flipper yeah um reno rosters used him he's done lots of u.s radios i remember i met him at saint sit uh saint yeah. Tite. yeah shit he lives in quebec might be now. 10 years ago yeah, and he's yeah he's been around like you say, and he's been doing it forever, and he's French, so even them yeah. they couldn't they couldn't um, talk to each other. Like if you seen him out in the arena when they were trying to mm-hmm. organize it all, like because it was just kind of a specialty act there. Like they did a yeah, full like freestyle on the one night. Yeah, then they were like fucking who's jumping and who's going where. They didn't really <laughs> like talk, but um, talking to some guys, it sounds like like Menu is like that's his art is bull jumping, and he grew up that's what his family did. And that's what he does now. These other guys, the jumping side of things was that's not really what they do all the time. Like there was one guy that went to jump one just because he was gonna give her while he was there, and he's never jumped before in his life. He's just oh, this, really? yeah, he stands there and does the one step fake. He's yeah, like yeah. famous for that. He went that's the guy that if you've seen the video, hit him right in like the fucking hips and flipped him because he doesn't jump and that'll he, happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm actually going to uh, take the BFO in next Friday in Vegas. I'm going to go. Okay, well, those guys are going to be there, it sounds like. They they're, they're uh, they? they went from Agribition to 
out back to Aaron Ferguson's place in High River, and then they went down to California, and they've been there's videos they've been like fighting all the cows and the bulls of all the guys in California that have fighting mm-hmm. bulls. Uh, and then they're going, I don't know if they're still be there, but they're going to Vegas to take in Vegas for a week or something like that. So they entered the BFO that was in Regina. And I think the, the two of them, like they actually entered the freestyle where they just had to fight the thing. I haven't seen the video, but I think they won second and third, two of the guys that, that, uh, did it never actually did like a freestyle before they usually just do the one step, but yeah, they're fucking cool, man. That's for sure. And, uh, it's just fun to see. They got an art. There's a young guy, he's like 21, seems like a wild ass. And he's, like they said, he's the phenom from over there. And he sure as shit is. He can fucking jump. And they're like little gymnasts. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. A lot more, uh, more, than, more than I do. I know that. I might be trying to fucking barrel roll over top of one. <laughs> hey, I we did watched try one barrel actually. roll off over top of you, actually, a big brindle. <laughs> well, that's what, that's Make why sure I was you saying. tune into the NFT podcast Instagram if you want to have a look at. Uh, wow. It was a nice save, though. Yeah, it was. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, guy gets knocked out. I panic. You know how it goes. Fuck me. Rather, but rather I mean, hey, me than him. Great. That's what it's all about. Take the fight away. That guy's yeah. down, and you did. I mean, <laughs> fuck. Uh, yeah. You know what? Your those boys in Lloydminster had had to work a little uh, last Saturday night. Um, Raiden Byrne, Connor Larvey, and uh, and Josh Haberly. They earned their yeah. they earned their checks there, man. Just seemed like one the net, like one right after the other. Nansen and Jim Thompson, um, and Scories brought some young bulls, some good young bulls. Um, yeah, some names I highlighted on the bull list, which is good. Yeah, right. I see Nansen had a post of a bunch of uh, three year olds that mm-hmm. fucking fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bunch they of did, girls. and they're hot. I bet. I would bet so. It- you know how it used to be like at schools when you're teaching at school, uh, like in Vermilion, when Shane Franklin came to town, all those students, they know they're not dumb, whether they've been in it or done it before. Oh, they had the flu go, that night when it comes. Oh, well, they were just like, oh God. But now it's totally switched when these students like what bulls are coming tomorrow. Oh, I think Madison's bringing some bulls and they're just like, fuck, serious. <laughs> right. Because they're hot. They're hot, especially when they're young like that. Scott didn't make it up hunting. Sorry, buddy. There was uh wasn't much moving around. <laughs> yeah. Was they, uh, just one. And apparently you got them. <laughs> I'm curious. coming hunting with you next year, Tanner, and I'm just gonna sit in that you probably got like a lounge chair where you shoot from, don't you? <laughs> Straight up. Is it heated? Chair. Is it heated in your blind too? <laughs> well, I have a blind that we set up and in Saskatchewan you're allowed to bait so i do do that but lots of times like scott knows we're kind of in the field and trying to find a spot and then out pushing bush and doing different shit like that so there's a lot that goes into it man i know that uh i've got skunked many years i've got some nice ones which i am definitely proud of but yeah it's definitely not uh like scott last year you guys came up we didn't we got skunked right yeah so before we could not not hit one there were so many around so it's just year to year that's yeah. kind of what I'm looking for is one of those years. Another good years? Yeah. Yeah, those are always fun. Like shooting. I know I know the word the worst thing you can do is take like your sons up to PA hunting the old stomping grounds <laughs> and we just drop deer after deer after deer. We spent more time skinning and gutting deers. But then they expect that every year they're like, What happened this year? We didn't get anything. I'm like, Well, that's bullshit. Not- 
they're just like this fucking sucks. Yeah, I was talking to quite a few different people around, and and they're you know it was a very very slow year in the sense of no snow, and it's been warm, so the deer aren't yep. moving. They're not fucking hungry. They're not trying to find different places to go. They're just content hunkering in where they get where they're at. So I know a lot of guys didn't get any this year, and it was kind of across uh canada alberta and saskatchewan yeah, anyway, here too. that's for sure yeah here manitoba too. too so wasn't the greatest year for it so yeah i was fortunate happy to get one on the wall and uh wasn't but let's let's set it up let's set it up i call tanner i call ryan i'm like hey i don't think we're gonna make her this year both well, ryan's like yeah there's really nothing moving around up here anyway i'm like okay i don't feel so bad talk to tanner yeah no there's nothing too much moving around here next post i see like the next <laughs> afternoon is just massive fucking deer uh, i phone him up i'm like seriously yeah that's well planned my friend well planned uh, yeah well planned. that was the only one i've seen I, we, we cruised around and seen a couple does but not too much and then i was like hallelujah there he is <laughs> there he is boom uh, i had to take her Okay, let's jump into it, guys. Uh, PBR Canada Finals. We got to do a breakdown on this. Everybody's been waiting for this. Our picks, we'll start with uh, finals champions, Jared Parsonage, Jordan Hansen, or Dalen Swearingen did not win any of those guys. Who takes the win? The young gun, the hot shot. Tyler, freaking Craig, buddy. What a, what a, what a clinic he put on. Hey, that was cool to see. And, and pick bulls that, you could win on like didn't shy away um especially going in the championship round and i told him that when i handed him his check for thirty five thousand dollars for winning the average um that was ballsy like built tough a lot of those guys yes. will, are, are leaving that bull um mm-hmm. and he's just a bucking bull he bucks i guess if you want to win you should pick him worked out good for tyler so get on him but what a humbling sport eh there, Cinnamon Dick goes to Regina. Did he ride one there out of four, Tyler? Maybe one out of four. Is it four rounds there? Yeah, three? I don't think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the boys had the yeah. We're we're still at the still in Edmonton for uh, Regina. Jake Gardner wasn't though. Jake came to no, ride. No, he rode uh, them all, didn't Regina. he? Yeah, he fucking rode rode really well. Yeah, rode really well. Won the circuit finals. Um. But yeah, going back to Tyler Craig, really great to see. We've talked about him on this pod quite a bit too. And one of them young guys coming up now and hitting that prime age of not being a rookie anymore, not being a veteran right in the middle of the pack now of time to step up and shine. And he does it right there. Rises above the rest, wins the wins the finals, which uh, is one of the hardest defenses to win, obviously next to the Canadian Championship up here. So Huge for him. Huge confidence boost for him and look out for him in that Canadian title run next year. And like you said, picks built up. Bull of the year. Jason Davidson. Did I nail that one? Yeah, you picked that one, buddy. I had Blue Magic, who they went 92 on. And the, or no, they didn't go 92. I thought they should have went 92. Yeah, Allison should have went 92. Tyler fun. Craig, just shy of $41,000 for the weekend in Edmonton. In Edmonton? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good little hit. Good two-day hit for the boy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Connor Halverson, another yeah, he really stepped up too to the plate, rode all of his uh his bulls. There's a bunch of fuck. The guys came to ride. What have we set a record for the most rides? Yeah. But tied with an event in Brazil for most yeah. the the highest riding percentage. Yeah. 
and the boys came to fucking do it right there was a bunch of good bull rides high 80 point rides um guys were picking bulls that that bucked right uh, every round that second round i was going through the matchups to do that morning line pick and fuck you could have picked 15 of them you know yeah to, to narrow it down to the well what, what did we have the first night 14 uh 21 jason road was round it? one yeah too many and then that, ten of, and then the next day was ten of twenty-one or whatever it was. Like, yeah, so and then them both bucked, and those guys rode. Yeah, that spinner tent, that spinner pen is tough in November. Um, I'm going to adjust that for next year. Those bulls, you can get away with those bulls all year long at a at a Cup Series event, but when you bring that much talent in, when you bring that much talent in, you have to, uh, yeah. I don't think them 20.75 bulls work anymore. What's that? Juice it up. Juice it up a bit. Yeah. A hundred percent. That was, uh, that was quite a field of talent we had in Edmonton. Best I've seen in Canada in a lifetime. There's some monkey cats. How about Macaulay leather? We talk about him on here. Right. Richie rich, young son, home alone. This motherfucker doesn't rise. (laughs) Yeah. And he's yeah. a good shit. He's just yeah, he is. Here. Yeah, I think he won like six or seven grand at the damn Chino. That was before night two. Six or seven. Even... He what was up you... to eleven thousand by yeah. Saturday. Holy! I lost yeah. track Saturday night, but <laughs> Saturday <laughs> yeah. afternoon. He was yeah, still... I believe it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we won't. Any rolls? Anybody <laughs> that rolls their own smokes, you know, is a solid human. Yes, he was full on Australian. Rolly, rollies, rolling your own nights. Ed, Ed just takes his time, just does it with, he's just for sights. Dude. You don't take yeah. much time nodding his head, though. Yeah, he's the real he's deal. That'd be cool. wonder if we're going to see him over for the teams, Macaulay. Well, here's the problem. He was told that he could put his name into the draft if they can't come to an agreement on a one-year deal, then he would probably just stay in Australia he would be suspended off UTB competition, you know, all those rules that we're dealing with. But I actually sent an email yesterday or the day before on Macaulay's behalf. But now they're saying if he put his name in and didn't come and compete, he would be suspended in all mm-hmm. PBR competition. All PBR which, competition, yeah. Yeah. So wearing my agent hat i don't agree with that at all actually even wearing the pbr if i was wearing a pbr hat i st- i would disagree with that these guys are going to need some quality riders so they need to make those kinds of exceptions for guys that are going to make that commitment he's got some big commitments at home um that lachlan richardson um explained to me big time commitments so for him to even come for the 12 week period it's and it's going to be longer this year it'll be more like 14 weeks um, just because they're going to add some events. So uh, I don't know. Um, lots of moving uh, targets on dates for stuff with PBR teams right now. I'm not going to be going to New York because the ex- um, draft lottery is not going to happen there. So we'll just sit and wait. Who knows? I told Macaulay, and trust me, he is not. It's like water off a duck's back to him. He doesn't seem to to really care. He'll come if it works, and if not, he'll stay. Well, like uh, one hundred and seventy some thousand in Australia, hundred and seventy, yeah, not too shabby. What's his like cattle or like outside of the arena commitments? You mean, Life? yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's got responsibilities there that he cannot, he can't, uh, he just can't walk away from. So, yeah. well, um, and and it has to be right for him to go yeah. walk away for 
exactly. Like you just it has to make sense. Yeah. Well, but that is what keeps a lot of the uh, a lot of the even Canadian guys away too. It's the fact of yeah, you're not just suspended from the UTB. You're suspended from all PBR competition. They wouldn't be able to do our events up here, which like Jordan Hansen and those guys. That's why they don't want to put their name in because they want to rodeo, yeah. but they want to ride up here in Canada too. So. Yeah, and I understand where the PBR is coming from because they want those guys to be committed and they want them to be teams, right? And that's a way to to make sure that they do come and do the teams. But it has to be right for the guys. There has to be, sure. you know, you, you got to make sure that those guys can make enough money to make that work, which is not always the case. So you can look at, you know, Rafael Debrito, the champion from last year. That's what he did. You know, there's a bunch of different stories on it, but his story was he didn't like his contract and he just won the world title, went home, he got a two-year fucking suspension. He's won the world last year, right? So, you know, the rodeo guys, they seem to not really worry about it because they haven't really PBR'd before, so they put their name in. If they don't like their contract, they just go back rodeo and like they always have. It doesn't affect yeah, them. That happened for us with Jeff Askey. Yeah. You know, Inter- international guys, though. Right, it's different in the sense that they do make a living in their home countries, Australia, right. Canada, which they'll fuck them from doing that. Which is why you're not getting a lot of those international guys that can't make the full commitment. But if we knew, like, if if before you have to declare yourself, if I knew who was picking in those top five picks, I can reach out to those GMs and throw Macaulay's name, you know, starting at the second pick in that draft, and like. What's the commitment you're willing to make right now for this kid to throw his name in? Like, there's still an opportunity to work around it, but until we get the dates and and do the draft lottery, it's it's I'm done with it for now. Yeah, fair enough. The Canadian champion goes to the old wily veteran Dakota Butter with a broken collarbone and all. Shows some toughness. Steps up to the plate. Rides the fucking bull. Picks right. Picks Irish Rebel in that second round. Still gets, you know, 86, 87 points. Picks the one in the short round that he wanted to ride. Fight the shoot. Fought the shoot for a little bit on him, right? That bull's known to be kind of lays down in there and stuff, which Butters, not always the greatest in the shoot, as long, along with myself and many others. But <laughs> he uh, gets out of that bull, and then I think he just he showed the determination and how much he wanted to win that by how tightly he put his hand in there and, I mean, hung up and into his hand, drug underneath into him, his gets, hand, yeah. um, stomped out and, uh, yeah, snaps that collarbone off. Who knows when that thing broke again or if it was even actually healed. So, good for Butters, man. Shows the, the grit and uh, really stepped up to the plate, in my opinion, over the weekend. It wins him 100000 Jason, what did he win on the year? 121000 out of there is what he got. That's what his check was. Um, on the year, he was like, he's 170, wasn't he? Yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome. I yeah, I gotta say, like in this situation, missed a lot of events too. Yeah. Missed yeah. um Medicine Hat, Yorkton. Well, he would have went to the Canadian finals, but uh Medicine Hat, Saskatoon. Yeah, with the broke collarbone after the winning grand yeah. yeah, that's sixty thousand in prize money right there he missed out on to try to compete and win some. Well, I gotta say, you know, we talk about picking bulls and guys taking every the rankest one in the pen if he could get it but i think dakota did a really good job of picking within his means i mean it all worked out in the end but you know the situation he was in with the broken collarbone and stuff he picked what he knew he could handle and he just pardon the pun picked away and it all worked out in the end you know 
Yeah, exactly. A couple guys stubbed their toe. Cover Chuck bucks off a bull that he's rode earlier in the year from uh, Bobby Stevens, Lazy S, Buck and Bulls. I can't remember what they call that black thing now off the top of my head, but just a good one. And, and uh, Cover <clears throat> Chuck knew he stubbed his toe there. And I think you can tell he's a man on a mission now. He goes and wins Lloyd Minster and Dawson Creek, the first two events of the 2024 season, and uh, wanting to get there and get that win. And like we said, every damn point counts. Lots of guys take for granted the Lloyd Minsters and Dawson Creeks right now. But look at, you know, look at Weston Davidson, look at the championship titles that come down to it. Those could be the points that, that change things up for a guy. So yep. uh, he's back on track. Cover Chuck's riding like we know he does. Uh, Nick Tetz, who is our guest today. We'll get to him here in a little bit. Uh, but, you know, same thing with that picking game. He picked one that, has been rode once up here in Canada. Blake Smith goes 90 points on him. It's one of Jim Thompson's bulls. Um, what they all got the same times or something, whatever the fuck. Yeah, they, you know, they're hard to keep track of which is which. All good. Jim Thompson, <laughs> too. Shout out to him. What a pen of bulls that guy's got. Hey, he's got a bunch of bangers. And shout out Bull of the Year, Built Up. That's a Thompson Royal Buck and Bull there. So good for Jim. Uh, but that's what Tets picks in that second round on, on day one. Bullets nobody really gets along with and i asked him you know what was his thinking on picking that bow and he said he thought he was the best one in there and he wants to ride the best ones because that's what you need to do to win so that was the only one he stubbed his toe on and uh could have possibly cost him the championship but i think that just shows nick's mentality right now of of knowing he's elite and can ride anything they put under him well i think that's the best thing blaine and i did for pbr in the last 10 years was get that bonus to a hundred thousand that's serious money now um oh yeah yeah you know i i we'll see what happens with with like guys like jordy and jared um i i think we see them in canada more now just you know they've got young families and of course that nfr is huge Um, and i will attest that's the greatest rodeo one of the greatest productions you're ever going to watch i always enjoy going and watching that and there's a lot of money, life-changing money there too. But to get there, that's a commitment. That's a young man's game to get to that rodeo. You you know, a lot of time away from home. Um, and there's no other way to do it. You can't just pick and choose and qualify for an NFR. You have to, you'd have to be extremely lucky. But you can't just go to those winter rodeos and and win fifty or sixty thousand like you could fifteen years ago and you made the NFR. It just doesn't work like that. You can win that. Well, look at what Stetson Wright did come from second to first and with a $115,000 lead in the last 30 days of the season. Yeah. So yeah, I think you got to uh, grind it out on the fucking grind. Yeah. It's a grind. Yeah. Those guys are getting old. We got some young kids coming too here. Oh, it'll be interesting to see uh, who's the kid that Dawson Creek Tanner. Uh, Ozen something. Uh, Never Ozen. heard of the kid. Holy Christ. And he was six, just shy of seven seconds in the championship round on something. Okay. This kid's name is Ozen Core. And I don't know where he's from. Looks like a northerner, maybe Grand Prairie, uh, maybe British Columbia. I'm looking at his Instagram right now. There is a video from the Canadian high school finals when I'm fighting it. In 2021, looks like me and Caddy out here. So I guess I have seen him. But, uh, yeah, he rides a bull, Nansen Volds, that nobody nobody gets along with. Came from Prescott, uh, red, white face bull, 
that really fights the shoot. So we had to do some cowboying to get out on him and then goes 88. So yeah, keep your eyes out for this kid, Oz and Corey. And then there's a bunch of these other young ones. Uh, I've talked about Marshall Sanger. We got Grady Young coming yeah. in. There's a full on uh, uh, Pokey Houghton's going to come up here to Canada throughout the winter. It sounds like when he turns 18, who's a kid that 3D board ride athlete from the States that fucking rides good. He'll go high in the draft too. Um, so we're going to have a influx of, of really good young kids, which is really great to see. I got lots of them texting me, trying to figure out how they enter and, and get their cards and do all that stuff. So yeah, I think yeah, there I was think see... some guys up at Dawson Creek. So it's good. Yeah. A lot of money for these kids to win. Well, and and not just, well, Connor Halverson's only 22, but we talked about his qualification by 0.66 points. Yeah. Every point's going to count all year long. Yeah. Um, but I would expect Connor Halverson to be a fixture in Canadian soil next year too. Um, he really enjoyed, well, they all do like Dalen. Dalen was injured. He still wanted to come, yeah. you know, Silvano. Yeah. That yeah. guy doesn't have to come to Edmonton, you yeah. know, yeah, but no, it's, so, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to kicking her off here in February at uh, our first cup event. But we're already two events in, and the CC rider cover Chuck, <clears throat> a little disappointed with his finals performance. Thought that hundred thousand, you know, I know he wanted it bad. Well, who didn't? But yeah, so did uh, I. Yeah, he was so, he was so upset. <laughs> he was so upset he decided to leave his bag in the locker room. He did. Shit. Yeah, well, yeah I think, just left uh, it. Oh, it's a good dive there. Yeah, everybody gets. You know, our gal Tiff, our our mother away from home, Tiffany Beaton, made sure his bag got filled up, zipped up, and brought to Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he forgot it that bad. I yeah. maybe he got it. Well, that'll I happen. Want- okay, quick ad read, boys. Riverside Dodge, Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, is the home of the award-winning Ram truck. They're the brand you trust to haul a trailer load of rank bulls along with your crew up front in the cab. Whether you want to go check fences or tailgate outside the next PBR event, the boys at Riverside Dodge have the right truck for you. Riverside Dodge is not only the dealer of choice in northern Saskatchewan, but also sales and services all across western Canada. Go see Ty and the gang at Riverside Dodge for a fair, no-bullshit deal on your next truck and tell them Tanner sent you. Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert is the official truck dealership and sponsor of the NFP Buttcast. Our buddy Brad Flower, Jason, and you know him. And uh, I think Tanner, you met him a couple times too. He just picked up his brand new, brand new diesel at Riverside last week. He's uh, from Marshall, Saskatchewan. That's where he lives now. And then uh, Humper, Humper, our our latcher, he uh, latcher. just ordered a he just ordered a brand new one through Riverside. So yeah, their guys been treating, treating these guys good. So that's awesome. Beauty. On a somber um topic, uh we lost Tanner Robertson um yeah. day before yesterday. The young guy, father of two young girls, road bulls and the PBR and um good guy was lots of help at the manor PBR um event over the years and uh yeah, lost his battle big time. It was uh, I went and saw him a week and a half ago here in the hospital in Saskatoon and, and unfortunately wasn't able to communicate with him or anything. Um, yeah, he, uh, he's in a better place, I guess. Uh, so condolences out to Andy and Sandra and Jenny and Ray and the girls. Um, pretty sad. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well said. That's tough to talk about. Like you say, man, Tanner was for a kid like me, Saskatchewan guy that was on, you know, going to all those events. I remember videos of yeah, my dad, the big show, my dad fighting bulls and, and him riding and stuff. Right. And that was when he'd be young and yeah. Very like young. You say, yeah. And yeah. just a great family, great bunch of people that, yeah, definitely. Uh, thinking of all those guys. That's well said, Jason. Um, with that, guys, we can uh, roll on. One thing I want to touch on, the the, the tour is going on. Uh, UTB is kicking off. And I think the star of the show, we can all probably agree on this, is uh, Casio Diaz, Jason. Mm. Yes. This guy's a stud. This guy's a fucking yes, let's, stud. Yes. Let's get our friends. Let's get this guy. Let's get this guy a couple deals, Tanner. We better do our job here. Yeah, he can ride, man. He doesn't look like it matters which way they go, what they no. do. He just fucking no. rides him. I like his suspenders and yeah. uh, and his little Gary Tool. Yes. Gary Tool. Anybody remember that guy? Oh yeah, yeah. That's beauty. Yeah, uh, Cassio Diaz, Sage Gimsy also looking uh, very hungry, and uh, you know he's kind of doing the opposite of of the JB Mooney thing, right? JB PBR his whole life, and then goes rodeo and. Sage rodeo his whole life, and now he's coming to the to PBR, so it's kind of the opposite effect. But he's looking like he's a man on a mission and wanting to win a PBR World Championship, and uh, he's business through and through. So, yeah, good to see him. Uh, Bucking Bulls, guys, we're going to have to do our picks for World Champions and our Bulls as uh, as we flow forward here. Not yet, because really the season's not supposed to be fucking started yet, in my opinion. It's not supposed to be till the new year like yeah, it always used to be. So we'll do all that stuff in the new year, and we can get a little look at things. But... Front runner, I would say right now is the bull. I think it's Man Eater of uh, Gene Owens. You guys seen this fucking thing? Oh my god! <laughs> what did what did what did, uh, did JRV get on in round two? And six? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Talk about in the door to the left. The cheese grater in the yeah. door stood on his nose, literally. And if it wouldn't have been for the shoot post and JRV, he would have went right over. Yeah, he just sandwiched him. And would have went. I'm sure he would have kept going if if there wasn't a secure post or surface to ah, stop at. Yeah, pushed off on JRV's face. I'd have kept going and been ninety. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Uh, John Crimber made his debut. Got half KO'd there on the first one. It wasn't a great debut, and then decides to smash out a round win uh, day two. So I think that shows the mindset and attitude that this kid has. Can take. I'm not certain tough that breaks. That hand isn't going to be an issue here. Before yeah, he gets... looks sorry. He was holding it on the way out. I didn't know what was going on there, but looked like he was holding his hand. And that hand was bothering him in Yorkton. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think there's a break now, right? Until, yeah. uh, until the well, no, year. no, no. We got you no. Know, it's um, Pennsylvania and then Albany. Albany's after Christmas, here. isn't it? Is Albany before Christmas? Uh, one of them is for sure. I think Jonestown's I this weekend coming up. Yeah, Jonestown yeah. is that Pennsylvania or, or Connecticut? I don't have a fucking. Yeah, idea. I don't. Somewhere it ain't Saskatchewan or Manitoba. No. No. <laughs> I like I like John Krimber. They're interviewing all those guys about Thanksgiving and and what's their least favorite thing on the on the dinner table at Thanksgiving. John Kerber's like, well, I like everything. I'm fat. Eat it all. Couple. Oh, did you guys the shout out first before we get into it? The international streaming. That's awesome. That's wicked. Thank you, PBR and 
whoever got that lined up because uh that was the biggest issue for us up here never being able to watch it so now if you go to pbrcanada.com or pbraustralia.com go to more hit the tab more scroll down it says international streaming and you can watch all the events just check your local times when it's going to be on uh in your area and it's live so it's amazing it's good it's uh makes it makes it enjoyable now we can stay up to date and going and uh yeah bull riding is great right now guys are riding usually they're fresh right now they're not they just came off the team series but new year hopefully the guys will be fresh and riding um did you see the section breaks in tucson jason did you see what they were yeah. doing oh, yeah i actually had God. a visit with i had a visit with matt west following that yeah and yeah i don't think we're gonna see that dude again <laughs> what the fuck it was like i think they were trying to for those that don't know there was kind of like a i'll be like a hockey game where they bring out people to do kind of games and stuff during the period breaks right you know like they do the yeah. same shot down the ice or whatever oh but yeah definitely i don't feel like fit within the the pbr realm they were doing fucking musical chairs during a section break at a yeah. Yeah. At a utb <laughs> so okay <laughs> then, fans following up your uh streaming advice so next um next weekend or this weekend would be pbr johnstown that is in pennsylvania for all you geographical nuts and then it's the kid rocks rock and rodeo party uh wednesday december 13th that's on Uh, the stream actually on the schedule they got that on the schedule they're really pumping that and then it's manchester new hampshire okay following weekend the yeah. 15th 16th and then there's this thing we call christmas oh, yeah. and then into albany new york right following christmas and then into the garden and then rolling straight yeah, through it's big time yeah they're really pumping the kid rock thing which is good i like the gleason's um coattail and kid rock instead of warrant he was <laughs> warrant was the band when i was there <laughs> yeah i remember too <laughs> there was only so much warrant to take but kid Although, rock, you know rad, rad that kid rock train baby i like that one that's a good one we were uh i don't know where jackson and i were driving here just this last week somewhere and we were listening to some shine down on the tune box and De- and jackson asked he's uh, into live events now and he's like you ever seen these guys live and i was like, gonna say no and i'm like actually yeah i did they were at the t-mobile the world finals one year no shit. Yeah, they opened like they played like four songs, yeah, uh, right? Yeah. Right in T-Mobile on top of the shoots. They kind of had a stage in one corner. Yeah, you know, at T-Mobile they set the four corners up. Okay, yeah, well, the, I was uh, there. That was Shine Down. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah you would have been there. You yeah, and Ozzy. I was there the first year it went to T-Mobile. Yeah, and that's when they did the bands. That, on, yeah. And it was Steven Tyler. Was yes, uh, and his crew. Yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. Lita Ford was outside with Warrant. That yeah. they didn't make it inside. They weren't good enough. Apparently, Warrant was just the garage back. <laughs> there was uh, me and Jesse went to Steven Tyler in the Ryman, which was probably one of the cooler. The Eagles are obviously uh, some of my top Fleetwood Mac, some of my top live shows. But uh, Steven Tyler, Fleetwood Mac. Oh yeah, I've seen him three times. Woo. And seen the no Eagles before Glenn Fry died. Before Glenn Fry died, that was fucking awesome too. Twice yeah, I seen the Eagles in be a top five. The T, the Eagles at uh, in the Garden MGM. That was whoo, boy. Have I we talked it. since Kiss played their last show in Canada, in Saskatchewan? No. Uh, uh-uh. I didn't even took know Jacks into that. Took Jacks into that, and uh, man, those guys were still really good. I was still imp- rocking. Oh man, I was impressed. I really was, and I've seen them through. I think that was my fourth time third or fourth time well, i saw him on their last tour in 
1997, I think it was. That was when they were retiring. So, yeah, that was good. Did you see what they did in New York, the Empire State Building? Mm-mm. Oh, search it up. They had their images on the side of the – it was rank. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Legendary, they had man. to cancel a couple shows in Eastern Canada. Well, remember that – you guys remember the terror attack we supposedly had at the border crossing? Yeah. yeah. I've heard that it had something to do. That guy was coming up here to watch kiss. And then there was a medical, uh, he had a medical, like he maybe had a heart attack while he was driving or something. And fucking maybe, pinder, maybe just was, pinder. Maybe and then launched it. Chris, prepping, prepping for kiss. Fucking I that's guess some so. Shit in the system yeah. That shuts heart down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was probably a, Fucking dabbling in the party favors before he crossed the border. Maybe, maybe, but it was an amazing show. I was really impressed. And for two hours and 40 minutes, they rocked. That's sweet. What about Motley Crew? Are we going, guys? I'm going. Calgary, you guys going to come out for that? Well, saddled over. Probably have to. How are we getting tickets? Who are we leaning on? Mm, we'll get it lined up. Whoever we need to. Yeah, we got to get backstage. Yes. Hey. I've met him. You have? I was going to yeah. say, you guys are probably I got a picture right on the wall. Wayne's right World. We're not worthy. We're not that's, worthy. That's, that's, that's me with the crew right there. Where'd you meet them? Edmonton. Oh, yeah? And then right underneath there is Jesse, Scott Byrne, James Northey, and myself in Winnipeg. <laughs> Another Motley crew. <laughs> with right? Vicky's unis on. How long ago was that? Uh, a while. Old school. Yeah. Then my best picture, Chad Pegan barrel racing at the Water Valley Rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> I got another picture of Scott Byrne in his clown outfit from a T-Mobile commercial. I got to crack out again. No, speaking we can of, just leave that. Speaking of clown outfits, Scott, is there? I, I heard there might be some on the horizon for next year. Well, I know that there's for sure two. <laughs> 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 and then uh, might be some more of that. What are you thinking? Are you going to take it on gigs if anybody's listening right now? What do you oh, say? No, I got some, I've had some inquiries. Yes, I've had some inquiries. I just haven't committed too much other than your events, I guess, and whatever. But yeah, we'll see where it goes. Nice. Getting, feeling more comfortable. Yorkton was uh, was definitely a fun one. So I had to get out of my comfort zone even more. So yeah, it's good. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, stay in your barrel because uh, Denny didn't want to get hit in his barrel in Regina, so he told me to stay away from it. And I mean, he got smoked every fucking second bull. So <laughs> and it had nothing to do with me. I said, Denny, you'd have been better off if I was behind the damn thing. I could have helped you at least. He's fucking took it, took a beating. But well, yeah, and he called and he's like, holy cow. I got, I said, well, here's maybe something you don't do. Don't get in your barrel. And then you don't have to fucking get hit. How's that sound? <laughs> I didn't like that when the guys weren't in their barrels. Well, I know that, but if well, Denny right Wade's there. are in there deep too all the time, right? Yeah, so yeah. he's right in there, which is fine. But yeah, at least yeah. let me help you, you know. Which I did end up having to help him at one point. They had a bull fucking meleeing him across that whole arena, going towards the rope and shoots, and I thought he was going to die, and I was going to shoot the gap between the bull and the barrel to save Denny. At one point, I was fucking so scared for him, but it was uh, it's good, it's good watching. Okay, we're going to wrap her up. We got to get to Nick Tut's coming here now. A couple housekeeping items is uh, Dale Brisby was on the Joe Rogan podcast, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool for the Western lifestyle industry. So everybody go and 
uh, check that out. I thought he did a, a good job. He spoke well and, and touched on some subjects that have a lot of taboo issues within the mainstream media, uh, put, put away some, uh, rumors and, and, you know, sit like that. So Dale did a good job on that. Go check that out. Uh, Zeke Thurston, our 3D bull riding athlete was on the meat eater podcast this week, episode 500 with Steve Rinella and that crew. Go check that out. Once again, another huge, huge podcast and meat eater, the show and, um, 3D bull riding athlete Zeke signed a, a deal with meat eater this year. He's part of that, uh, that gang now repping the brand and going to be doing a bunch more stuff with, with that crew. So check that podcast out. It's a really good one as well. Um, our guys at the NFR, Jason, who do we got all the rights in the saddle bronc riding? We have Stetson right in the number one position followed by Zeke Thurston in third, I believe eh? Zeke third. Rider is in there too. Ryder missed a month of competition. Don't count that guy out there. He likes that arena. And in the bull riding, uh, number one, Stetson Wright, big lead. Then Kai Hamilton, number two. And our Canadians, Jordan Hansen and Jared Parsonage. So, yeah, tomorrow night yeah. we uh, log on to the old Cowboy Channel again. Give Patrick Gotch our $139 or whatever it is. And Yep. Yeah, and days of go. action. I'm looking forward to it. NFR is always good. And when we regroup again, I'm sure there'll be some sweet drama. There's always something. Probably Rocker Steiner. Who knows? Yeah. But there's yeah. always there's always something that goes on that's always the the talk about it. So we'll wait to see what that is for this year. And exciting 10 days, just like Christmas, the NFR around uh, the rodeo world. So thanks everybody for joining in. I know we've been gone for a little while. Uh through the winter months here, we're gonna try to get a bunch of these interviews and uh podcasts out to uh to everybody. We'll stay on top of it a little bit more once we get uh hunkered down in the cold. Uh with that, we appreciate you. We love you. Here's our interview with Nick Tetz brought to you by Hooked Up Enterprises for the biggest moments under the brightest lights in the biggest situations. Get hooked up. Hooked Up Enterprises is your creative partner for Western sports and beyond, providing customized arena wear for some of Rodeo's most elite athletes and state-of-the-art arena wrap display products for some of Western sports' most prestigious events. They're the official in-arena gear of the NFB podcast. Find out more at www.get-hookedup.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Stand up, stand out, and stay hooked. These Hooked Up uh, crew is in Vegas. They have a booth. Go check them out. Go check them out. They got a bunch of cool stuff there. And get all your gear ordered now for uh, the 2024 season because you want to get ahead of that. So you got all your gear and you're looking good and looking fresh for the year. So with that, here is our interview with Nick Tetz. Bandito Bug has had 25 straight buck-offs. Guess what? That buck-off streak is over. The Canadian gets on the board. Well, fantastic job from Nick Tetz right here. Rookie, first time to the PBR World Finals. Comes down early in round one, but he answers in a big way, Hummer. Does he indeed? 89 points. And this is just good stuff from start to finish. Right here, into his hand, going left. Has the ball handled, no problem. Little changeup coming right here. Keeps his head down. That gives his body a chance to react to the changeup. Nick Tetz knew this year was going to be tough, but he was excited for the challenge and the opportunity. And this is what they've been seeing from him all summer long, and he has now put himself in a position 
to be one of the go-to guys on the Arizona squad. Now, how could you not become a fan of this guy? I mean, how good is he? he he's just jumped out there and they put him in several different positions. But tonight at the number one, that team should be ready to ride after that because Nick Tents, man, not whole. Oh, that's got a lot of talent. You see the points, 91 and a half. Our guest today is one of the hottest commodities in the bull riding game. He's a CFR qualifier, PBR Canada Finals qualifier, PBR World Finals qualifier, member of the 90 Point Club, a superstar in the PBR Team Series riding with the Arizona Ridge Riders. As well, he's the 2022 PBR Canada champion from Al Slyke, Alberta, if I said that right. <laughs> it's our boy, Nikki Tets. What up, bro? Hey, what's going on, boys? Did I did I get that right? I'll slide. No. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, there, you got it right that time. That yeah. was better? Yeah. Fuck, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. You're overthink you're overthinking it that first time. <laughs> I'm stop sledding. I went over my head like four times, too. It's still fucking Because <laughs> I don't think anybody looked at What's the population of that place? Uh, I think there's just mailboxes. Yeah, exactly. Very yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Home of Nick Tetch. You'll have a sign there at some yeah. someday. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. What's going on, buddy? Good to have you on. It's been a long time coming. Uh, kind of finally slowed down, although, you know, you're a little bit injured, so maybe that's why we got the time to, to do this with you. But what's shaking? Where are you at? What's going down? Yeah, I'm just hanging out at home right now, just kind of healing up, uh, getting the body kind of ready for – for the PBR season and kind of like mentally, mentally kind of taking a little bit of break. It's been nice. Um, it sucks kind of being hurt, not being able to go, but you know, also kind of get to craving it. So I'm looking real, really forward to, to the season coming up, but, um, you know, it's just nice right now, just getting to spend some time at home and catching up on all the shit that you got to do around the house. Yeah. That's one thing I think that a lot of guys, probably don't understand especially for a guy from canada that's flying in and out every weekend is yeah you're at the highest level and on the the biggest stage of bull riding but there's times that you need to to take take it down a notch and regroup right heal up i know you're hurt but mentally like you're saying too right it's a it's a big toll and it's a lot of action that you need to kind of sometimes especially around that christmas time get back with family get back to reality i always liked it getting away from everything for a while, all the drama, all the shit that goes on, get away from it for a little while, start craving it again, and then come back stronger than ever. Yeah. Well, and even like too, like, you know, doing, doing PBR Canada too, like a lot of those guys, you know, they, they went to a couple of those uh, King of the North deals, like after the world finals. Um, But, you know, they still got to, you know, they were only going to, you know, one a weekend, maybe, you know, picking and choosing where they were going. I came home and it was like, okay, here we go. We're going to fly out to Winnipeg and then you're going to Brandon and then, you know, hopping on a flight from there, going to London. And then you get, you know, two days off and then there's two more PBRs this weekend. And then, um, and then I think I had, I went to a couple King of the North deals. Like, you know, it was just, I came home and I didn't, I didn't have a, I didn't have a break. You know, I, I just, you know, our season kicked off. So then, you know, I was going there. So, you know, it's just kind of nice to, to be able to get this break. Um, even though, you know, it is because of an injury, but, um, probably would have figured out a way to, to get this break anyways. Cause I just kind of needed it just mentally to reset or 
you know, I was going to get kind of soured up. And, you know, even last year I got soured up too, just with the flying. Cause I was, I was telling Maddie, I was like, you know, like that's the hardest part I think about going to the PBRs and, and those UTVs is, is the flying and the traveling, like, you know, going by yourself all the time, flying international and, and trying to find a way around that, you know, you almost always have to fly in a day early and then you always got to fly out on the Monday or the Sunday. Like you can never get out the day that the event ends. So, you know, it's even when you're home, you're only home for three or four days, enough time to kind of do a load of laundry or whatever. And then, you know, you're, you're back out there. So, um, you know, she always, she always reminded me, she's like, you know, there's a kid who's like 15, 16, who wants to be in your position right now. And, you know, you're complaining about it and, you know, that's what, that's what you wanted. You asked for all this. And I was like, yeah, you know what? So anytime I kind of get to be a little sour now, I always think of what you told me there and it makes it better. Still don't love it, but the, anytime I can get in my van or whatever and drive to an event and get to hang out and get a couple boys in there with me, you know, that's always a good time. Well, and, and just come and go as you please, right? If you have your own vehicle, you can, you can go do stuff or, or leave when you want, come when you want. People don't understand that I've never had to travel like you guys do on those planes. It's, it's just the waiting around. And like you said, when the event's done, it's like killing time till you can fly out. That gets old in a hurry. And yeah. Become, it almost sends you into a little bit of a depressive state, right? Just because it's, it's boring, really. Yeah, it's like it's like the Sunday scaries all over again, and you do it every single weekend. Only it's on, you know, it's on Sunday, and then you gotta wait. You're like, oh shit, don't fly out until Monday at eleven. Then you know you don't really, you don't even really get home until shoot, you know, probably eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night then on Monday, you know. But you just that's the only bad part about it. But you know, that's that's part of part of one of the things is when you do it so you know you can't complain too much about it but um you know i'm probably going to go down and stay at colton fritzland's house for probably a couple months here come january drive down there and go hang out with him and you know i think he, he's going to go rodeoing so we won't really be able to go together but there's lots of guys that fly out of df dubs so it'll be be pretty easy to find somebody to to kind of roll with down there too yeah, fair enough. And that you know the the we sound like fucking crybabies complaining about flying and all that stuff. But it, no, exactly, it, you know what I mean. You're at the highest level, but in reality of it, it's not like we're you're flying on private jets and you're, you're sometimes you're you're sometimes you're on that Sunday and you have maybe your show up check of four hundred fucking dollars and that's it. So it is a bit of a depressive state. Yeah, but it's not the not the greatest of times. Plus the lobby bars. They take a beating lots of the times on those Sundays. Yeah. At the end of the day. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and you're Canadian, and your $400 turns into $280. Yeah. All tax, and <laughs> oh, then you're looking shit. at it. You're like, well, that covered one night at the hotel because you always seem to be staying at a bougie ass hotel or something. Yeah. I'm in the big but, leagues. But yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not that bad. It's, you got to remind yourself why you did it. And, yeah, hundred percent. It also it also helps too whenever you do do any good, and then you go up and celebrate. Then you got a day to celebrate. You're you know you're oh. doing good. Yeah, yeah. you got some time. 
So tell us about the injury because it happened right near the end of the team season, really dampered your uh, PBR Canada second championship hopes. You still were in there. You still had a chance at the finals. We had to miss a few events. Just fill us in on on what went on there and uh, the healing process where you're at right now. Yeah, so uh, we were at the event in Fort Worth. Uh, it was the last event of the, the year. Um, got a, I had a really cool bull uh, that um, Colby and Paula put me on flying wire to Brandon Stewart's. Like he, he won the ABBI bull um, this year too. Like he's a buck and sucker. He was cool too. Um, I think Winkson rode him at the finals for like 92 or something like that. Um, kind of had me a little strung out. Um, you know, nothing, nothing too bad, but then, um, he just, he was just kind of so little that, uh, I kind of got back there. And then when I did that, he kind of hit on all fours and then, uh, didn't really kick the one around, which just brought me farther back. And then, uh, you know, at those team events, I was, I was tying my, I was tying myself in, uh, to, to mean it. And, uh, my, my rope did not let go of me at all. Um, you know. Uh, it was a Brazilian rope, but that sucker pulled down tight on my hand. Uh, pretty sure I could ride with no rosin with that rope, but I still put as much rosin as I possibly could get on it. And, uh, yeah, he just kind of slingshot got engaged. And then, uh, you know, instead of throwing me out the back door or something or catching a hip, I just got slung directly onto the ground and landed right on the on my shoulder blade and crack my shoulder blade basically like if he dropped a dish on the floor um i hit the ground so hard my helmet was facing like the other <laughs> way i got up my chin straps over on the side of my jaw and i was like holy i hit hard and, um you know uh immediately i was like man something's up with my shoulder i thought like it, it came out or something or um you know i couldn't really get my arm up to open any of the gates and uh, I didn't – I always like – you know, I was always first out, so I, was, I always like to stick around after and, you know, make sure that, you know, the boys are are buzzing and feeling good. But uh, I had to go to sports med and get it checked out because I was like, if this sucker's out or something like that, you know, it's – it needs to get put back in right away. Um, but I dislocated my other shoulder, so I didn't think it was out. I just figured, you know, I separated it or something and then – um, went back out there. They're like, yeah, no, everything looks okay. And so went back out there and watched the last, I think the last two bulls buck or something like that for our team. And then went back to sports med and Tandy started poking around on me. And then he had me move my arm in in one way and then poke somewhere. And I was like, yeah, that zinger, that's it. And, uh, he's like, yeah, you broke your shoulder blade. And I was like, no, or, He's like, no, you broke your shoulder blade. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, like, so, you know, two weeks. And he's like, as soon as you can move your arm, get your arm over your head, you said, if you can handle the pain, you can ride. And then, you know, I started going to Acumen and stuff. And it was just kind of, uh, I wanted to go to Saskatoon really bad. But, um, you know, I figured go to Saskatoon and, you know, maybe don't do don't do that good or, you know, get off how I normally get off and, and wreck it some more. And then I'm really screwed for the finals. So I just figured I'd try to stack them up at the finals, yeah. but 
still went to Yorkton because I also had Colin and John are staying at the house in between Saskatoon and Yorkton. So went out to Yorkton mainly because I needed to get them out there. And then I also was, felt it you. felt pretty good. It felt pretty good too. So I figured out, ah, shoot, might as well go strap it on a couple there. <laughs> Give it a go. So yeah. there's no surgery, obviously, on that. It's just let it heal, let it kind of come back together. You yeah, we're now with it, feeling good. I know it seemed yeah. like every time you got off, it was definitely a little bit sore. You could definitely feel it, right? Yeah, no, the, the first bullet, the finals, actually, it felt um, really good. I was actually hoping for something on the first round, something away from my hand, just so that I could keep that yeah. keep that sucker a little lower. Um, but uh you know, the, the first bullet felt really good. Um, you know, that first bullet in Yorkton was away from my hand, but then when he went back into it, kind of went to go make my typical move into my hand and I could feel it kind of strain a little bit. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's definitely still there. And, uh, so I was kind of, kind of a little worried rolling in Edmonton. I had that weekend off, but I wasn't too sure on how good it would feel. And it felt, Felt really good after that first one, and then you know, typical Nick, get off, get mm-hmm. get whipped down, try to spur him, and then you know, <laughs> accidentally throw it in the neck, and then, <laughs> and then whistle goes and go to grab your wrap, and you know, lose your feet, lose your seat, get whipped down, and you know, on a on a creek bull too. So mm. uh, I know Tan Tanner, you saved my ass a couple times actually at those finals. <laughs> But uh, you retired. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he he stepped on. He he got my hip or something. He ripped my shirt, um, ripped my shirt pretty good. But other than that, you know, shoulder felt fine after that one. But second one when he kind of that second one got me down. I kind of landed right on it. So it was a little sore, but it was like, nah, you only got two more bowls left of the year. So what's it matter? Go take some Tylenol and some Advil and ice that sucker and. You'd be all right. So when it's yeah. all said and done after the final, how how is it feeling? You know, what are we two three weeks since or whatever? It's starting to right. Up again. Yeah, right. Yeah, right now it it feels really good. I I honestly forget that you know that it hurts until I go and do something. Um, you know, I was just, I was trying to do push ups um two days ago, um, in one of my workouts, and you know, get down there, go to do my first push up, get all the way down, and go to push up, and I'm like, oh shit shit yeah that's still that's still sore so i think it's just more everything's just kind of seized up from not working so just got to get the shoulder blade moving a little bit and kind of get to using the correct muscles again but um you know i shouldn't take too long so or one arm push-ups come on yeah just fucking just give her one buddy (laughs) oh yeah no 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 my right arm my right arm is the strong one my left one just hangs on When do we get to see you back? What's the timeline looking? When are we going to get to uh, watch you back on the UTBs? Uh, I'm shooting for Albany, uh, New York. That's on the, the 29th and the 30th. So um, go down there and then uh, MSG New York is the following weekend or something like that. It's on the 5th or 6th or something. So we'll just stay down for that. Um, Maddie's going to come with me. We're going to spend New Year's in, in New York or – yeah, you know, probably just in the hotel room knowing us. That's kind of how we roll sometimes. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, so I probably go back for that. That'll give me kind of a nice, gives me a nice break and and gives me time to kind of get 
get everything. You know, I got, you know, my one, my one groin's been bothering me since Albuquerque last year. So, um, you know, I've been having a rapid and stuff. Uh, so kind of trying to get that under control and then get the shoulder and everything like that. And then, you know, kind of roll into kind of use Albany as, as a practice pen, kind of knock the rust off and then roll into New York feeling good. Might go get on some practice bulls, see if I can convince Jim to maybe buck a couple for me, but we'll see. We'll see how we're feeling. We'll see what the time, time looks like around Christmas and all that too. Have you been to the garden yet? Madison Square no. Garden. Oh, there you no. go, buddy. I'm so, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited to go because I know because yeah. I got my four events, so I know that I get yeah, – I yeah. know for sure that I'll be there. It's like, oh, if you use your first four and then you crap the bed at those first four, yeah. well, you got to go back to those velocities. But I know for sure that I get a spot there. So, Fuck yeah. yeah, no, I'm, lo- I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's probably going to be a wicked bull riding. There's just different places that you go that – Oh, bull riders could probably attest to it. You feel it, right? Like, you know, you're going to, you're going to do good. You feel good. I loved California going there, just the vibe and weather and everything. I always knew that I was going to ride good there. Um, But this year with picking the, picking your spots, so to speak, they've allowed with the new rule that guys can miss a few events, maybe some that they don't want to go to or like this, the start of the year to try to heal up for the team series. Can you explain the new rule that they've, they've brought in for, for guys being able to miss some events? Yeah. So basically what the PBR did is there's, there's 23 events on the year. And uh, I think after last year, there's a, there's a little bit of uh, bitching and complaining just cause you know, there wasn't any weekends off, um, you know, and uh you know, I felt I felt bad for you know all them guys because you know at least I I was going to a couple of those velocities and if one was really far away or something like that and you know I didn't feel like going I just didn't enter it um or I felt like I wanted a weekend off or something or whatever it's kind of good they're they're letting they they know that guys kind of you know they can't take that um abuse the entire year so what they did is out of those twenty three events you can you can miss three um so but they only take your top 20 events. So even if you miss three, it does, it's not like anybody's gaining ground on you. Um, so, which is, I think, you know, if, you know, it comes down to the end of the year or whatever, and guys are in world title races. Well, you can start crossing out maybe some of those events where maybe you got skunked or something and, and, uh, you know, help you help yourself in a, in a shot for a world title. And, um, you know, and, and if you're a guy who's, you know, kind of beat up and, and banged up and, you know, you're sitting 15th or, or 20th in the world and, you know, you kind of got the finals made, but, you know, you're kind of out of it for a world title. Well, you can afford to take, you know, the last three events off before the before the finals, um, you know, and it's not really going to affect you because those three events might not even count towards your world standings, right? So I think it's I think it's really good what the PBR has done and I think they're they're realizing that, you know, guys can't can't go like that, especially, you know, when you're riding a fucking bull. You know, <laughs> shit, yeah, gets, wipe shit gets a little hairy sometimes, and yeah, guys just need need a little bit of time off. And you know, I think it's good mentally too for for guys to, you know, almost you're not really forcing them to take take time off, but you're like, you know, hey, like, you know, you can take some time off, and it's not going to affect. You know, you know, there's, there's three events that are going to get 
taken out of there anyway. So what's it matter? Yeah. So it's like there's a rodeo count, like the count of the CPR or the PRCA hundred rodeos is all you can count towards the standings or maybe it's not a hundred. That might be wrong, but so the PBR regular season, yeah. your top 20 yeah. events are what's going to count. So your bottom three events are going to get kiboshed anyway. Yeah. At least that's, that's what I read on, on the, on the email or whatever that they sent out about it. Um, yeah. Which, which you know, I think is really good. I think, I think how they've done that is is perfect. That you know, um, I'm sure guys would like to maybe have a little bit more events, um, you know, off where you're allowed to miss. But um, yeah, no, I think it'll be, I think it'll be really good. I think it'll kind of, kind of help the help all the bull riders out and um, you know, keep keep everybody a little bit more fresh. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all the money is I've been doing some research around it. Some good ones. Uh, it's actually been pretty good. Like, you're not the, you're not the guy that's, uh, in the mix of things. There's been guys tell me that, you know, you're, you're usually the one taking care of, of the other guys. You know, you're not really losing composure. Similar to myself, right, Scott? <laughs> Never losing composure. Yeah. 100%. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Um, but you got to tell me about the uh, the one time with Diener. He said he told me that you saved his life in a creek somewhere with Ashton Sully. Is this true? Oh yeah, shoot! I got probably, I got probably, I got three good stories. Um, yeah, no. So we went out to yeah. So we went out to Falkland mm-hmm. uh, last year, um, and uh, that's kind of like that's kind of like for a pro rodeo. That's kind of like the first one that like you get to really go anywhere um and so it's on may long so you know we head out there the the day before um it was me me ethan schultz tyler craig ashton and then carter came with us too nice and uh so we roll out there in my van we uh we're, we're not or no we we roll out there the day before don't get anything. Don't get up to anything wild the first night. So then we hang out. They they do the perf or whatever. It's like you know afternoon perf, and so then we got the whole rest of the day to kill. And so we got I think Brock and Lonnie were out there. And they were gonna drive back, and then they decided that they were gonna stay too. And so we sat at the we sat at the van drinking beer. Went up to the beer gardens. Ashton bought probably $60 worth of beer tickets. Well, the beer garden's closed in like 10 minutes. So he's like, here, take tickets, take tickets, like start chugging beers or whatever, you know? So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. Like, (laughs) so I was like, we've already been drinking a shit ton of beer. So then we get, so then it gets to the end of the night or gets to where they close down. And well, we're out of beer at the, the van. That's why we came up to the beer gardens. So then we go up me and Lonnie are talking to him. We're like, Hey, can we buy a case of beer off of you guys? And they're like, they're like, yeah, but you got to pay in tickets. And we're like, well, no, like, we'll just give you like, we'll give you 30 bucks or 40 bucks or whatever. And they're like, no, it's tickets. So I think we got a 48 pack. We've got a 48 pack of Budweiser and we used tickets <laughs> and we were short. We were short, like two tickets. So they wouldn't give us the case. So me and Lonnie had just gotten new hats from uh, Tim Cooper, 
new straws out there because he always has a booth. So we pulled our tabs from our twister hats. (laughs) We pulled our tabs off of our back of our hats and threw those in with our tickets because they were about the same size as the tickets. Threw those in. So we got that other case of beer. Well, then we go to the bar and Ashton walks in and he starts ordering Jameson shots. Nice. Not sure why. Nobody wanted to do Jameson. You know, you pick something, pick something else, you know, a little bit better of a shot. I don't want to be yeah. just shooting straight whiskey. I'd rather lick your own ass than do a Jameson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> or at least or at least attempt to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, Ashton gets so drunk, he starts he what do you try to do? Oh, he tried to take some somebody's hat or he used his own hat and tried to do a beer luge down yeah. the brim of his hat. Yep. Well, his hat's and you know him, he's so freaking anal about his hat, <laughs> but his hat's all fucked up because we've been fucking with it the whole night. <laughs> so he gets kicked out while he's running, trying to jump over the fence in the back where they had because they had a little uh food truck out there. So we're sitting out there getting some food because it's like one in the morning. And so he's hopping the fence, coming back over, sitting with us. He's trying to act normal, but Ashton's all fucked up, so he can't <laughs> act normal. Security guard comes back out. He sees it. He's like, nope, okay, you're out. Hauls him back out. Or well, goes to haul him. Goes to haul him just out the back door through the gate and the fence. And then Lonnie's like, hey, why don't you let him stay for like five or ten minutes? Come grab him and haul him through the middle of the bar kick him out the front front doors that way you look tough and the security guy was like oh okay cool so he lets he lets ashton have a cigarette or whatever finish or finish his cigarette or something like that and then he hauls him takes him kicks him right out well cops are sitting out there and we're like oh man okay we gotta go like ashton's gonna do something stupid so we get going well on the way to the bar there's a bridge and there's a tree that had fallen over on this river so Brock, Ashton, and Tyler, they all walked across this tree, fallen tree across this river. And Ashton said that he's he was going to walk across it to get back yeah. on the way home. <laughs> and I called it. I was like, no, you're not. You're going to be too fucked up to do anything. <laughs> so he goes, he goes to... I'm I'm holding on to his hood on his hoodie like this. Like a I feel like I got a like a three year old like on a leash. Like you know when yeah. you see those parents that got their kids on a leash like a dog? Yeah. That's what I, I'm doing with Ashton at this point. So he goes and he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna do it. And I'm like, Okay, whatever. I'm gonna hold on to his hood and I'm gonna let him walk into the river because it's gonna be funny, but I'm not gonna let him drown because this river's right. flowing. It's it's May in the Rockies. It's a river. Like, it's flood season, right? <laughs> Asher takes one step into this river, stinks to about his waist, and all you hear is just, <gasps> just takes all the air out of him. Freezes. I pull him back. I drag him out of the river with his hoodie. We keep walking. We got probably, it's probably a five-minute walk from there. It takes us about 30 minutes to get back to the van from, from this point because Asher's drunk. He's there's somebody had their dog outside tied up. Ashen is all drunk, rips his shirt off, starts barking at this dog like he's going to fight it. And this dog would have messed him up. Like it was healer, German Shepherd, or something. Like it was a scary dog. Huh. 
Um, and then his hat was all messed up, and he's like, man, look at this freaking hat. It's all fucked up. Throws it on the ground, stomps it. So I take it. I curl it up into a nice little ball, and then I tuck it under the windshield wiper of the van so that he can see it when he wakes up. Well, Ethan, he was the dad of the group. So he wakes up at 7 in the morning and just starts driving. Didn't take Ashton's hat out of the windshield wiper. We start driving. I'm like, Ethan, pull over. Take that freaking hat out. So I take that hat out, and Ashton still passed out. He's like, where are we? And we were in Revelstoke or something like that. Like, we hadn't made it very far, but we kept having to pull over for Ashton to puke all the time. Ashton's like, where are we? And so we stopped in Revelstoke to get some lunch or something like that. And I'm like, man, we're in Cochrane. He's like, man, we made good time. <laughs> we go into Ricky's. We're sitting down at Ricky's eating. He's on Snap Maps looking where everyone else is. Man, we're not in Cochrane. We're in Revelstoke. <laughs> and I was like, you just figured that out? Like, I thought you would have, you know, figured it out because, you know, we're surrounded by two mountains. But yeah, yeah, that that was kind of that was the time. I also saved him in Saskatoon. Too. Well, me and Maddie saved him in Saskatoon. He got so drunk and <laughs> oh, he was just drunk in the bar. We 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 carried him like toes dragging, carried him up to his room. Huh. And that was the night when um, what did it for him was he smoked a cigarette inside the bar. Yeah, and as soon as he did that, that wrecked him. <laughs> and. uh and then the next day is when he got on that blue bowl of edge of tomorrow. Yeah. And so that bull whips him down around the corner because he pushes back so hard. Yeah. But he left his – or no, Tyler he, – he went with Tyler. Tyler was staying at – was living at Eno's house at the time. And uh, they get back to Eno's house and um, Darren's like – he's got this mark on the side of his face and he's like, hey, is that from that blue bull? And Ashton plays, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tyler's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. You tell him what it's from. Well, Ashton went to the bar. Ashton went to the bar and got, he, you know, started doing Jameson shots again, just like in Falkland. That must be his go to, Jameson shots. Yeah. yeah, well, he made Silvano do some too. And Silvano was like, no, not good. Not good. Not uh, good. I was man. like, yeah. I was like, I said, don't drink with him. Um, But yeah, so then, uh, I guess when he was, I, I propped him up in his bed. Um, it, I didn't put him on his back, put him on his side because I knew he was going to puke anyway. So I didn't want uh, him to puke on his vomit. It's a good friend. Choke yeah, yeah good exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's what he yeah, said. Well, he said he's always been. I should have, I should have put him in the middle of the bed, not on the side because he ended up rolling out of bed. But oh, his head hit the ground first, <laughs> so he hit the carpet, and that's what the mark was from on his face. I remember so, that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get we get back to our room that night, and he's like, "Why are you acting so drunk?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And she and then she realized she quickly realized that I was also very drunk. I had just I don't know what it was dad instincts or something i just it just kicked in i got stuck i got dinner i got dinner home safe then i went home i went back to my room i went i had to pull trigger and go throw up and then yeah nice. but i mean we did all right at the border and the next well i did at least Dieter yeah, didn't, did. but 
yeah, he woke he, up the next day and he's like, man, we got to go home. And I, I'm like, there's, it's a two day event. We still got another day. Shit. back today. And then he's like, he's like, what I pick? I was like, edge of tomorrow. And he's man, that thing spins so fast. I'm for <laughs> sure going to puke if I stay on him. <laughs> if I remember right, he even looked rough that day. Cause he come uh, in just like, Oh, oh man. yeah. It was Deeper. a, it was a field rough ride, tough kind of day for Dean or that. I think for a lot of us though. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how Saskatoon was this year with it being a afternoon perf the second day, but yeah. it's always yeah. That yeah. Friday night is always a wild night. Yeah, the no short matter, stick. You got the whole the day to ranch. recover. Yeah, yeah. Takes a guy, and in. it's also right. It's also right underneath the. It's the, attached to the like host. It's, it's yeah. too. It's too easy to get to. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you went. A different route than most in, in this bull riding game, which a lot of people, probably a lot of the guys, um, you know, down south and your teammates and stuff don't normally realize. But rodeo bull riding was never part of your life. You were a hockey player growing up. Did you always have aspirations of bull riding? I'm guessing not. How did it all come into play for you? Where did this begin for you? City boy. Yeah, so we uh, we're really good friends with the Ashbacker family. Um and you know, if anyone knows Dwayne, you know, he knows that he he really he finds joy in in the steer riding and hauling all those those cows around for all them kids. And so, um, you know, we were I I kind of grew up around it, but not in it. Um, you know, we'd go to to the Arrowwood Rodeo that they always put on, and you know, me and my two other town buddies, we they had a they had a their grandpa had a ranch out in Montana, like a really big ranch out in Montana, right by Cardston. And so they, they kind of knew how to, you know, the ins and outs of everything like that. So, um, we'd always do the wild pony racing and go out there and we'd help untie calves and, you know, throw flanks on horses and, and bulls and cows and all that stuff for Dwayne. He just had to flank them. And, uh, you know, then the, the one year, um, during summertime dad came up to me he said hey you want to go you know Dwayne needs some help out out at his place because Cole was starting to go to a bunch of rodeos um you know Austin was busy working or, or farming or whatever and then you know the other two kids they were they were gone and uh he's like you know he could use it use a hand so I was like yeah sure whatever so went out there and hung out there for a week week and a half and dad came to pick me up and he said, Nick, you want to get on a steer? He seemed really excited about me doing it. And I was a little scared, but I'm not going to say, if I'm scared, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> if other people are doing it, same as the water slides at, at West Ed when we went, <laughs> I really didn't want to go around that one that you do the loop on, <laughs> but everybody well, else was sitting right there. And That's I was called like, peer well, pressure. I back out. Peer pressure, yeah. bud. <laughs> but I won't, I won't back out. I won't, yeah, I will succumb to the peer pressure, but I won't back out of it. Yeah. <laughs> if I said I'm going to do it, I'm going to at least do it. Yeah. So he seemed really excited about it. So I was like, okay, like, sure, I'll do it. I'll keep the old man happy. Well, it's just kind of like everything was, I like everything was kind of already slow as far in for the steer riding, and you know, I I did everything kind of right. Like you know, I stuck my chest out, lifted on my rope, you know. Turn my toes out. Were you a two-hander? Toes out, riding bulls. 
Yeah, which I, looking back on it, probably good for me because I wouldn't have been as good of a steer rider, and I wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have become such good friends with everybody else that rode steers. Um, but looking back at it, you know, if if I were to ever have a kid and he wanted to to ride bulls, like you're gonna ride one handed in my mind. Um, but yeah, so so that entered a couple of amateur rodeos, um, you know, that Dwayne took stock to, cause I knew that, you know, he'd, he'd look after me Yeah, and, uh, just as a local and, uh, and then the next year, um, was my, my last year steer riding. So then it was like, okay, go pull your pro card. So showed up. And then that's when I met, you know, Riley Gagnon, Griffin Smeltzer, Coy, um, you know, Norman King, uh, mouse, like all the guys that, you know, that, that I rode steers with, like that year was the first year that I met them. And, uh, you know, they all became really good friends. You know, now I get to see Riley almost every weekend at those UTBs and we always sit and have a bullshit in the lobby or whatever. And, you know, um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got started, you know, but leading up to it, it was, it was all hockey. Uh, you know, I went to went to sports school and was on the ice three days a week with school, and then I was on the ice six days a week with with uh, hockey too. So I was I was on the ice nine days a week, nine nine to eight days a week uh, playing hockey, and then I think I just kind of got burnt out of um, with it, and then also too it just there wasn't a day that went by. After after I went to the CFR and the steer riding, there wasn't a day that went by where I didn't think about bull riding. But there was a lot of days that I didn't think about hockey when I was when I was either riding bulls or something like that during the summer. I so go no the whole summer and I'd be able. No, no, absolutely not. You know, I kind of wish, kind of wish I would have went and played junior or done something you know kind of bigger like like that. I think that would have been a lot of fun, but. Um, you know, I decided to go. Instead of going to the main camp for for Canmore, um, I went to the LRA finals, nice. which I ended up winning anyways. So I was like, ah, you know, that's not yeah. too bad. But I know Dad was a little upset about it because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he his mom mom told me his goal was always to to get me to play junior hockey, and you know, I kind of had my shot at him, and then you know, I it was like he's like, ah, we probably got to get you signed up for Canmore's main camp, and I was like. Yeah, well, the entries for the LRA finals were last week, and I entered them, and they're the same weekend. So, should have put me on that fucking steer, Dwayne Ashbacker's dad. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, no shit. So, but yeah, love love you, dad. But uh, he he was just wanting what you probably you wanted to is that NHL contract money instead of the the team's contract money. It's a little different. (laughs) I mean, yeah, times it by about ten, it's a little different. But you know, I. I'd much rather be doing this. Um, it's like the, the, I think the other thing too, that kind of, you know, stuck me in was, you know, it's kind of like one big family, you know, you yeah. see everybody again and it's like reuniting with all like, you know, kind of weird to say, but reuniting with like all your cousins that you haven't seen in a year or something, you know, you go, you go a couple months and it's, you, you feel like everybody's a family, um, you know, even, I know even like when I go when I get down to Albany, like I know like you know we'll see, we'll see Dalton, 
um, you know, Zeke, Mason Taylor, like, you know, all them guys, you know, that, that I kind of became really good with over the course of the individual season and even the team season too, you know, it's just feels like family down there too. It's pretty special, like what the Western sports world kind of has. Yeah. And you kind of see that within the different guys that go down there, you know, Canadians or anybody really, right. That you don't really know anybody and it's kind of two different ways right you kind of you feel comfortable you fit in you know when you're at as good as you obviously you know you get respect right off the hop guys know that 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 you're you're supposed to be there and you deserve to be there um then there's other guys you know they get there and you know they maybe are quieter or whatever it might be but they're not comfortable with it it's not their scene and they don't last very long on there you you rolled right in there fit in you know those are some of your best friends now with fritzlin and those guys what was it, do you think, just confidence level? You you felt good about being there. You rode good right off the start. What was it that, that gave you that confidence to take that next step and, you know, you know that be your, your normal routine and where you want to be is at that, at that highest level? Yeah, I, I think I think the biggest thing that kind of helped me was, you know, the, the first two events was uh, Griffin was down there. Yep. And um you know griffin griffin the year before he he stayed at riley stanford's house which is you know where dalton dalton's around there all the time so you know kind of kind of had it in with all them guys already just kind of being around griffin and and then you know also you know you know fellow canadians so you know it's just kind of comfortable you know have somebody to room with um but then you know you kind of get into it and it's like all them guys like that that's what they do like all the guys that are at that level, like they don't go back home and, you know, work a work a day job or anything like that. They're that's that's what they do. And you know, um I know a lot of guys up here um do have those those day jobs or those week jobs or whatever where they can go back and I feel like it it kind of takes a little bit of the fire out of you. Like, yeah, you love riding bulls, yeah, you want to do good just because you know you like doing good, but it's not necessarily do you have to do good, like yeah. you know you, you know come Monday you're you're you know you're gonna be home Sunday night from whatever out here you went to and you know Monday morning you got to get up and go to work, and you know I think it's I think it's that kind of sense of urgency and stuff like down there because you know I've only ever had a job for three months and that was only because COVID shut everything down and there's no bull ridings to go to and I had to go find a real job and what'd you do that that sucked man i rolled fiberglass on hot tubs (laughs) so you were hired for three months you were hired for three months (laughs) oh mickey sakes baby yeah it was terrible and then like you know like i got good at it so then like they had me doing extra stuff and i'm like sitting there and i'm like man i'm just here for my 18 dollars an hour or no i was 19 because Fiberglass was dangerous, so they give you an extra dollar. Oh, Danger pay. It was $19 an hour. I mean, everyone there that I worked with, was, you know, they were all good people, and it, like, made it kind of fun. But I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there rolling these stupid bubbles out of this fiberglass, and I'm like, man, I cannot wait until boy rides pick up again. And be during way. that time, yeah, Nansen, yeah. Was, Nansen was doing – you know, little jackpots at his house is, you know, like thousand dollars added or whatever, just trying to get all his calves bucked. 
because he knew that if he didn't have any money added, no one would go get on him. <laughs> well, so, you know, I'd go there and I, you know, I, I was doing pretty good just because we we'd been getting on the whole winter. Like we'd go to Jim Tom when it was really cold out, we were going to gyms because Jim had that heated, has that heated arena. Yeah. So we go to gyms and then once it kind of got warm enough out, we were going to Nansen's and getting on all of his stuff. And I think over like a course of two months, I'd made more money going to Nansen's boy, boy ridings that had no money added and a hundred dollar entry fees and then just paid cash. Then I did working and I'm like, why the hell am I even working right now? This doesn't even make sense. Like I got to get up. I got to be there at like six thirty, six thirty, And then I got off at three and then I come home, go work out. Well, and I make supper. Well, then by the time I already made supper, it's time to go to bed. I'm like it yeah. sucks. Yeah, I can't real, imagine real doing job. this. I can't <laughs> imagine doing this like all the time. This, man, this yeah. is my, uh, imagine saying, yeah, this is my career. Yeah. I would, be terrible you know, i just get know, to hang out with my friends and bullshit right i know you and i had a pretty good chat in yorkton this year and we were talking about the teams and and uh and in the last you know two three years two guys like yourself blake smith was another one who left got down there immersed himself with with high-end talent and come back um mentally i notice more than anything mentally stronger and know what you want to do you know even though you you know you're a canadian champion already but it, it i think brought you to even higher level when you uh spent that much time down there yeah well i think i think too it, you know it's getting on it's kind of getting on those those level of bulls that are down there um you know it's like you look at like like nothing against the bulls up here like all of our bulls still buck but like you know most of the time like when you see a bull get sold and it goes down south, like that's a short rounder bull up here, but that's a long rounder down there. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's just kind of, kind of one of the things too, is it's like, well, you look at it and you know that, well, that's, that's, those are the long rounders. Like that's what you have to do. And that's kind of when, kind of when things started clicking for me was when, when I knew that I wanted to get down there was I had to start telling myself, when I got into the short rounds up here, I'm like, these are the long rounders down there. Like this, like where you want to go, like these are the ones you have to ride consistently. Yeah. And that was at Tanner's bull riding when I got on little shorty. Yeah, I think that you rode Langham like kid my... and little shorty that day. And Langham kid was a calf. Remember that? Yeah, I was only 85. He was about probably half the size he was then. Yeah, yeah. still, still cool. I still, still, I in my still snapped his ass. Yeah, show, yeah, I showed Aaron how to ride him because Aaron yeah. rode him the next day. Yeah, <laughs> but, but no, it, I think that's probably just the biggest thing. And then, like, I know all the time, like when when we were coming to to Tanner's house to all those COVID boy ridings that you're putting on, you know, it's sitting up, and I'd be sitting there trying to pick tanner's brain tanner you know tanner's how tanner is at the end of the night no, i'm sitting there no. trying to i'm yeah. trying to pick his i'm knowledgeable be like man like so like what's it take like what's it take to make it down there like you know and tanner just kept every single time Tan, all tanner kept saying is you just have to know that you're the baddest motherfucker yeah and i was like man i want something quit telling me that and then like now looking at it i'm like yeah that's what it is mm-hmm. especially when you hang out with you know, you 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 hang out with people who think like that. You're gonna end up thinking like that. 
Yeah. You know, here's another fun fact. You won Pinocchio this year, correct? Yep. So, you know, I've seen this over my years in the biz. Um, a guy jumps out, wins Pinocchio, has a fairly good shot at the CFR. The, some guys would try and do, you know what I mean, both at that yep. point. They'd be like scrambling. You stuck to your guns and continued on the, the first path that you had yeah. chosen and you know a lot of the guys probably wouldn't have done that they'd have, they'd have beat themselves up trying to make everything at that point yeah well i, I kind of knew too you know just with the way that uh you know the season is kind of playing out i'm like you know if i if i end up getting a spot on the on the team and i'm going every weekend to those team events and i know i'm not going to be able to get my count yeah. so i'm like you know and you know maybe i could get a couple weekends off but like I'm gonna have to rodeo my ass off. Like I'm gonna have to go to everything. I'm gonna have to go to all the little ones that nobody wants to go to. Um, you know, and that's kind of what I was trying to do with the PBRs. You know, in in July was, I was, I was like, no, nobody really wants to go to Picture Butte after you know you do four days of bull busting. You know, it's just you're just you're just bored. You're just bored riding out at that point, and yeah. you know it's. That committee, you know, they're they're a they're a really good committee. It's just a rough time to have a bull riding because you go from Cody Snyder's to you know to Picture Butte and it's you know it's out in the field and stuff like that. But you know that's what I kind of told myself. I was like, I'm gonna if I can make it, um, I'm gonna go to them. But also too, like I bought my card two days before the deadline yeah. for Panoka, and then entered it. And uh, and I I told Maddie when I entered it I said yeah I'm just gonna show up I'm gonna win the biggest one of the year and then I'm not gonna go to another one and then boom mic drop <laughs> and, and and then I was sitting there and it was like yeah it was like I'm in the format and I'm like man I might actually do this like <laughs> and then I like sitting there and I watch and like you know I was I was leading it in the average so I was the last guy out. And uh, I watch everyone else go, and I'm like, everyone else fell off. I'm like, did I just win? I was like, well, I know for sure. I know if I ride this one, I know for sure I just won. Yeah. So then I went and and rode that last one, and I was like, damn, I just won the biggest rodeo in Canada. And I'm like, and I'm not even maybe. And I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there, I'm humming and hawing, and like I went through, I went through the schedule, and I looked because I was like, man, maybe I should go. Like, but. Yeah. But at that point, by that point, like I'd entered Pinocchio and that was it. I hadn't entered any other rodeos leading up to there, like the week before the, that week. Like, so I was two weeks behind on entries. So, like, the next entries were Medicine Hat. And I was like, hey, yeah, maybe, you know, like, I'll maybe I'll enter, like, I'll enter the big ones and just go, just go for money. Well, I missed entries for it because, you know, they only got the one day and then they close at two or whatever. At least with the PBR, you know, I get an email from Ruby that says, uh, entries open on Tuesday and they close on Thursday. So I know I got to Thursday and I know that all I have to do is just text Ruby to enter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. way, way easy, too right? easy. The, the rodeos are they're just a little too complicated for me now. You know, I wasn't wasn't on the books hard enough. Yeah. You might have said it so, too, but with that win in Pinocchio, you made the CFR. You just didn't have your rodeo count, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I went in – I think I think I would have went in eighth or something like that. So yeah, all I all I had to do was I had to nod my head. So I could have done what Sage did. 
Yeah. <laughs> hold on to my tail and put my foot on their back and sit on the yeah. fence and yeah. nod. Yeah. But so did, yeah, did you have you know. did you have, did you have any buddies or you know anybody come up and go yeah Nick Jesus Christ you know you you wasted you know someone else's chance and you weren't even gonna go kind of deal. No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I mean, maybe behind doors people are are talking like that, <laughs> but I I I heard somewhere that. Jared was a little, little upset. He's like, well, I don't think he was upset. I think he was just kind of like, man, like I'll let that one get away from me. He's like, man, the little pecker head, he hadn't even, doesn't even want to go to CFR or anything like that. He's like, I'm trying to make the NFR and he pops out here and ends up winning it. You know, like I, that's more or less kind of what it is, but you know, it's, it's bull riding and that, that's what we do for a living. So I've, you know, somebody has got a problem with it, you know, then, you know, ride better. So the, me beat you. the the thing that scott was going off talking about with the uh like the confidence when you come back home the the thing that i found about it was anybody can go down there and get their ass beat and come back home and you know still be kind of the same person but i think that confidence comes is when you have success right when you stay on one down there yeah. and sometimes you even surprise yourself i know myself at the start it was just like a different level i might have told this on the pod before even too but I remember the first one of the first events I went to and Stormy Wing was the first guy out and he made a bull ride first guy out in the long round that was probably the best bull ride that I'd seen to date and that was just like a long round bull ride normal average ride and it was like something clicked in my head it was like all right you got to step up you know it's this is yeah. this is the the big time and then you know started riding bulls that I would have had no chance of riding six months before that you know or something like that and then it just keeps escalating and rolling you get that confidence and then you're that guy and then you have all that confidence but some of those rides that you were making this year you're 89 you're 90 for the team series like honky honky bull rides right did you did you feel yourself go to that next level do you find that now and and now when you come back home right you feel like you can ride anything and when you go down there too it's like it's just a different mindset once you hit that next level did that happen right off the start or was it one of those rides down there that they clicked that for you yeah i'd say probably the one that that clicked it for me was uh was kansas city when i rode that sunny b again and i had rode him in new orleans and I was 88 on him. Um, but he kind of had me strung out at the end and everything like that. And, you know, he still bucked, like, you know, shit, still 88 on him. But then I got on him in Kansas City, rode him, and, you know, I get off, and we had uh, Bo Brings Plenty. Yeah. Do you know that? It, the, from, the, the, from Yellowstone? From, from Yellowstone. Yeah. 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 So, so he was there. He's from Kansas City, but he's a, he's a Ridge Rider fan. So we had him on the back of the shoots and everything like that, too. So, I get off and, you know, typical Nick fashion, I do not stick the landing, land directly on the top of my head. My back and everything is like, I got like needles running through like my spine and all that. Like, I'm like thinking like, oh, I broke my neck or something, but like I could still move. So I'm like, you know, I don't do as big of a celebration. Like I wanted to throw my helmet, but like I was so sore. Like I couldn't. So I just pointed to the shoots. I'm looking and it's like, got mo breaks plenty. Standing, standing there, he's on Yellowstone and, Colby is already throwing his hat, losing it. And and then they announced the score and it's like 91 and a half. And I'm like, Oh, what? How's it? Man, that felt easy. Uh, and, and, uh, but I think that was kind of where it was like, okay, like you can actually make 
you know, you, you could be one of the guys, like you, you can make these really good bull rides. And then, you know, I was talking to Aaron Roy about it even too, uh, later this year. I was like, it's like, it's just weird. Cause everything's just is so much slower up here. And he's like, it's yeah. Cause everything's fast down there. So it slows everything down up here. He said, when I was going down there, he said, I treated these events like a practice pen, which I, 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 try not to treat them like a practice pen because it's still an event you're still riding for money but you know it's kind of you know you it just slows down and there's not there's not as much riding on it it feels like like you know that one's just amped up a little bit more and you know it's you look at who you're riding against and you're like man i gotta step up like if i want to if i want to be able to eat this month i gotta step up yeah it's a good place to be mentally, right? When you're when you're riding yeah. it and riding that momentum and staying on. And I think these team series seem to, uh, to help a lot of guys. It's got to be pretty cool for you to have Colby Yates, Apollo Crimber, just a hundred percent in your corner. Your GM Casey Lane, he's got your back. They're all sending the the good luck to you at the PBR Canada Finals to go and win it. You got yeah. the whole team just like right in your corner, which is pretty foreign for bull riding, right? It's usually you're you're completely on your own, you and your wife or you and your family kind of thing, and you're riding against the world. With this new team concept, is it pretty cool to have uh, have the backing like that and give you a little bit more confidence knowing that, that those guys want you to succeed just as much as you do? It's kind of like a big traveling partner group, but a pretty good set of guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I like that's that's one of the reasons. Like, I I love the team series. Um, you know, it, it was a lot of fun, and you know, you get to be around great guys, and, and then you know, um, certain certain teams they they don't like really talking or associating themselves with other teams, but you know, for the most part, everybody's still chill with each other. There's the little trash talk, which is mainly Zeke, but you know, he's. <laughs> It's easy to it's easy to get him back but um you know it's 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 a lot of fun and and having having coaches and you know your gm and and your teammates who believe in you and stuff like that like it just helps you kind of take it to that next level or at least want to get to that next level it really makes you kind of for me it felt like it just gave me more confidence in myself and my abilities and then, you know, even when I would take a weekend off to, you know, come up here or something like that, you know, they're like, well, it one, it's like, well, you're like, okay, well, I'm missing the team event, so I better make sure I make a count up here. But they're also like, you know, go kick ass, you know, go do good. So, you know, it's awesome being able to have that um, in a sport that has been so individualized. Um, but also, too, with the team, team series, you know, you – I think you're starting to see and it's helping guys go to that next level who aren't at that level yet. Like me or like you look at like Casio. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he came on, he, he was, he was on tour for a little bit. He had a couple of events that he, he went to last, like this individual season, but he was just kind of lacking something. And it was that confidence that JW instilled in him. And and now you can see it like he won his first event last weekend. Like he's just he's rolling off deal. of yeah. what he what he's doing, right? But before then, you know, like you know, he was at Albuquerque and Sioux Falls, and you know, he was at a bunch of events last year. But that team series, just him being the guy, like he was the guy for 
for the outlaws. Like that was a guy that they leaned on and he thrived under that, you know, and that's kind of feel like that's kind of the same with me. You know, I let a couple more slip by me than, than Cassio did. He did a really good job this year, but you know, I was kind of, kind of that guy for, for our team. Cause you know, we had, we had Luciano who was out with, you know, his hips and, and a, you know, he broke his arm the first pull back after his hip surgery. And so then he was out for some more time and, you know, we just we kind of had a bit of a rough start to the season and it kind of, you know, I was trying to at least keep the, keep the vibes up in, in the team, but, um, you know, and, and that's kind of what I felt. I felt the confidence from Colby, you know, put me on something I, I knew because it can be like super intimidating when you go to those events before right and you'd show up and Cody was there and McBride's there JW Hart and all these guys that you looked up to your your whole life and they're all sitting there you know whether they're doing the commentating or hanging out timer right and you're like oh I don't want to look like an idiot in front of these guys right they're your heroes and shit and so that aspect was different but then when you come into it and those are the guys that are your coach so they want you to succeed just as much as, as you want to succeed and they're juicing you up and pumping you up. It's a total different game, right? It's mentally, it's gotta be so great for these guys. And that's why I say these to the young guys that are thinking about going into it. Yeah. Like if you got the skills, go and get it. That's probably the best place. It's like a clinic or a school by those guys every single weekend. And you can bounce stuff off them every single day. Yeah. Well, and like I was telling Ash and last year, I was like, man, Cause he, he had got his, his uh, hip surgery and I was like, declare for the draft this year. You go through the draft and you're a free agent I said, you don't want to get drafted in, in my opinion, at least right now, you know, like you want to go, you want to go through the draft, be a free agent. And then teams can come talk to you and you can pick you, then you can pick your coach. Like yeah. if you have two or three teams come to you, you can pick that coach or, you know, pick the team with more money or whatever. But you know, also too, like, there's that coach, like, I remember, like, I went in, in between uh, our event and Fort Worth. Like, I was, I just stayed down in Texas and stayed with Fritzland. Well, I, I was staying at, at uh, Silvano's, and um, he invited us over to Silvano's. They were bucking some bulls. They're, it was Nashville practice, but, you know, me and Fritzland came out. Well, I don't, Fritzland couldn't really help. He had just broke his femur, so he couldn't get around too good. But, you know, I went out Fair. and was, pulling gates and cracking latches and helping them out and stuff. But even just the little bit that McBride was saying about certain things, like me and Fritzland left that and we were walking back, like driving back. And I was like, dude, like that, just like changing the words, like instead of lifting up on your rope or lifting on your rope, like lifting up or like prying up, like, you know, like it was just little things like that. He changed on, on the way he said it that just like me and Fritzlin were just both like, man, like that guy knows so much. Mm. And, you know, to think like, you know, you look at Silvano, like, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's older and, you know, he's not, he's not the prime Silvano, but he still loves the sport so much and, and loves riding bulls. And you can see it when he, in those team series, when he, cause he, and you know, he likes Justin cause he likes riding and you know, he likes his team cause he's riding for all of them. Yeah. And he's riding like 2000, 2012 Silvano again. Like it doesn't matter what they do. Like he, you know, with the team finals, like, man, he made some, made a couple of really good bull rides, like into his hand and away from his hand. Like he was, you know, like you're looking at it. You're like, man, 
Father Time went back with Silvano apparently because, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's just you know like I think it's that that little bit that he's getting from Justin that maybe he just didn't didn't know then, yeah, or it, or he just wasn't doing. Yeah, is it pretty surreal being around those guys? Like just say you go to a fucking practice pit in Nashville on Silvano and Outlaw and McBride, you know, and now you're buddies with them and and. They're humans, but as a kid from Canada, they're superhumans, right? When you're looking at the bull riding world that you grew up watching. Yeah, yeah. I remember I remember we were at um Sioux Falls and uh we were sitting there after the event and Cooper, um, you know, I'm sitting with I think it is Jess Petrie, Doherty, Griffin, Fritzlin, maybe a couple other people. Coop comes up to us. We're just sitting like I, I'm getting on the next day. I didn't get on the first day. Coop comes up to us. He's like, you guys want to go get something to eat? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I invited? <laughs> and it was like, like you're like sitting there and you're like, man, like I'm like, I'm going out and have beers with Cooper Davis. And like people like people are always like, too. They're like, Coop doesn't go out that much. And so, you know, it's like the one time you're like, oh man, like I'm, I get to, I get to hang out with Cooper. Like, you know, and now it's like he showed up to, to bull bus and we're sitting there and he comes up. One of the first people that comes up and says, I do is me. Taps me on the shoulder. I'm like, oh shit. Hey, what's up, Coop? Sit there, talk to him for, you know, five, 10 minutes. It's like, you know, like now he's like one of, you know, one of my friends or your buddies or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's really cool how you, you kind of go from like, man, like I'm, sitting here rubbing elbows or you know sitting on the shuttle bus driving to the airport with jose sitting talking to him about you know what he's doing for the week or you know whatever like it's like you go from watching everyone and being like man like i can't wait to be there and get to hang around these guys and then you're doing it and you're like man we made it (laughs) yeah that's cool and for (laughs) you like you went through a lot of trials and tribulations a lot of injuries you're talking about the the the, the broken shoulder blade right now one that stands out mainly for me was your big knockout in uh mar wayne which could have been near a career ender that was one of the one of the worst ones we've seen and it took you quite a long time to uh to come back from that so the road hasn't been just smooth sailing right from the get-go to get to the highest level no even like uh i was i was 16 um when i it kind of got my first big one and I, I ended up dislocating my shoulder in Kyle Saskatchewan at a CCA rodeo. Um, the daddy of I rode my junior, yeah, rode, rode my junior bowl. And then I was also, I had entered the open bull riding too, and, uh, seven and a half seconds or something like that to, to win the open bull riding there. And then, um, got weld and just stuck my arm out and it ended up coming out. Well, Kyle was, that was like, four weeks before hockey started and it was my last it was my last year of hockey um and so i was like okay well take four weeks off and then we started playing hockey and it never came out but it didn't really get a lot better and then uh you know started riding again come come that spring and felt was feeling pretty good and then you know all of a sudden I had a bull fall down on me in a practice pen and just from falling down, it just pulled it out of the socket again. But then it just started kind of coming out all the time. And, um, you know, so then I had to, you know, I rode my, my rookie year when I was 18, I, I rode with it the whole year. And then 
went from that into uh, like two days before my birthday. I went and got surgery on it, got it all fixed up, and then came back for Pinoca that year. And then uh, tore my groin right off three weeks later. And then uh, the weekend I came back from my groin, got on. You remember that big yellow bowl of Curtis Sawyer's, that Mr. Sunshine? Yeah. Yeah, got on him. And I ended up breaking my uh, wrist, my free arm wrist, when I got bucked off and put my arm out and just landed and broke my scaphoid. Yeah. So that was the first weekend back from my groin. So it was like 2019 for me was just basically a wash. Like I was thought I came back, started super healthy. And then it was like just injury on injury on injury. And then me and Shay went down South in 2020 together. Didn't really go worth a damn, but it made me realize what I had to do and where I had to get in my riding before I went back down. Was, but, was, that yeah, year no, like, the, the, was that the year that you came back? Was that the Marwain one? Because that was a fucking tough one, the concussion, right? Yeah, well, yeah. So then, you know, so then Marwain, I went from, from there, I was I was double entering everything that year, mainly because, you know, I was also kind of half-ass broke. So double enter and trying to win first and second. So I double entered at the Glen Keeley, and that was when I, I cleaned up at the Glen Keeley. Um and, you know, I won first and second there. That was really cool. So then, you know, roll off from there. And I, at that time, I was sitting first in Canada. And roll from there into Marwain, go to Marwain, double enter there, make it back to the short round on both. Short round wasn't a pick because it was a very undesirable short round. <laughs> um, my first one I got on was all access. Which I don't know if you remember that that big black yeah, big that black, just yeah. steps ahead, oh, like right. yeah, yeah, always in the eliminator pen at CFR, like not <laughs> not fun to get on at all. But I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm riding good right now. Like, shoot, I'll probably be able to snap them. Well, no, I think the only person to ever really actually ride them that uh, away from their hand is Lonnie. So I maybe should have went and asked Lonnie how to stay on them, <laughs> and then get on that. Uh, Kubota tough and yeah he just hipped himself and I remember sitting there and being like well if I kind of lean back and get my hips back to my rope you know like I'll be all right well no I leaned back and he caught me in the back and jerked me down yeah that was a bad knockout I remember Tanner saying like every single one of my boogers got knocked out of my (laughs) out of my nose like I was just dripping with snot all over my nose and all over my face but yeah, no, so I I took two or three weeks off for that and then I was I was thinking about coming back, but um it was I was in Calgary at mom's house uh for for bull busting. I went down just to go watch and hang out. And uh she's like, Man, you do not look good. Like I had like a lot of pressure up in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So they were thinking that, you know, because I because of my knockout, my concussion, you know, like the fluid wasn't able to drain out of my out of out of the brain or whatever. And so I was getting all bunched up in my eyes. So mom took me to the hospital because my throat was getting real sore, too. Well, I ended up coming down with mono. So then because mono, your your spleen gets enlarged or whatever swells up. So then I wasn't allowed to get on. And so I went and saw 
just like a family doctor and they're like yeah no you like you can't do anything and i was like like well can can i like work out at least like can i you know ride a bike or something they're like no i'm like why can't i ride a bike well what happens if you fall i'm like it's a stationary bike at the gym if i fall off this she's like no you might (laughs) she's like no you might fall off and you both burst your spleen and die i'm like okay well so then I, i forget how i got in touch with her but what all started it but then so then i met with brooke from sports med who's really good and so they had a family doctor there who's better and i'm like yeah i just want to know if like i can start working out and he's like oh yeah you're good just don't do contact okay so i can work out however i want but just no contact it's like yeah just don't get hit in the stomach i'm like too easy well that but then like every two weeks i was going in and getting ultrasounds done on my guts to make sure my spleen was done like i felt like a pregnant woman like about to have her baby just yeah no gotta go get my ultrasound done today (laughs) to to make sure it was down so that's why i ended up taking a lot of time off for that is because i i couldn't because of my because of my spleen from from mono but you know that was that was a bad one like you know it's bad when it tears the chin cup off or the carbon fiber chin cup on the 100x helmet but um, you know, I, I think that, that if I, with the way that those hundred X's are built, I think if I'd have taken it right on the chin, I don't think I would have got knocked out, but I, cause he got me on the side. I think that's why he got me. Yeah. Good night, Jim kite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a bad one. <laughs> Lots of it's on, goes, the, though, it's on the Instagram. It is. Yeah. That was, we'll, yeah. We'll it's on one, one of the Instagram videos. Yeah. No, that's good. That's you know, I just you want to bring that up to a lot of the young guys that are coming up, right? It it just doesn't come overnight. There's a lot of trials and tribulations that go into go into getting there. And there's a lot of guys that never do get to to experience the the level that you're at. And I think it's pretty cool to see. You know, we've talked a lot over the years, and you know, you like you say, you were always asking me different questions and stuff. And and until you get there, you don't really truly understand it. And I think that's where you're at now. And it's pretty fun, and it'll be fun for us to get to watch to see where you can take this, right? Whether it's that team series aspect and going and helping your team win a championship or the individual world title. I think you got all the talent in the world to go and, and do kind of whatever you want to do. So it's uh, it's been fun to watch you throughout the years as a little steer rider and then into your bull riding career and now at the highest level representing our country. And I said it at the start, one of the hottest commodities in bull riding right now and definitely mean it. So it's fun to watch and fun to see. But before I pump your tires too fucking much, Scotty has our yeah. first question for you. <laughs> hey nick been good chatting with you and uh, i'm super proud of you your future is bright uh the sky's the limit um good role model for the young guys coming up um this is the nfp podcast you know what it stands for for us what does it stand for for you yeah i was uh i was trying to think of something here that that'd be good but i think it's just kind of a, a no backup no woe kind of kind of kind of deal um you know when your back's up against the wall you kind of come out swinging going out there you know picking those ranker bowls and you know um leaving your hat on at least hanging your hat on that and, and knowing that you went down swinging um you know i'd also you know just say too like kind of you know getting up in the morning and going out and, and doing the shit that maybe you don't want to do but you know you have to do um you know no one really wants to have to go work out or do that or, you know, go shovel snow or, you know, go, go to your job or whatever. But, you know, if that's what you got to do to, to provide for your family or whatever it is, I think that's, that's NFP. I think, uh, it's kind of what it means to me. Oh, 
Nailed it. So I hear it also as we wrap up. If you don't, uh, if you don't take it to the next level as a as a bull rider, you can hang your hat on being a bullfighter with a flag at Shea Marxist. He said you're pretty handy with your, <laughs> with your stupid flag, <laughs> which is pretty aggressive. I would the mean bastards. Oh well, uh, yeah. Like I don't like, and all them bulls that that Shay has, like we we fucked those at the house. Yeah, with just. Especially when Shay was getting, man, we did stupid stuff there. Like, <laughs> well, not stupid, but like just like the bulls that we would buck. Like, it was dumb. Like looking back at it, it's like, man, why did we buck that one? Like that one, like he had that one dirty lies. Like, I think we bucked that thing at the house like four or five times. Like, over not a very big off. pen. And <laughs> yeah, 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 like like all of them bulls. Like we've all like I've been on all of them bulls almost all in the practice pen. Like, yeah. but. Yeah, so I don't know. I just find I get that extra, like you know, four feet away from them, but I, I get I get just that much closer where I can get them on the nose. And <laughs> I made a couple, I made a couple good saves with it, but then the one time it got me in a little bit of trouble because I'm sitting there and you know our two bullfighters they go and they make a couple rounds while I'm standing in the dead center of the arena and this bull just keeps spinning, keeps spinning, keeps spinning, and I just every time he comes around I'm just whack. <laughs> whack whack with the flag right on his nose well then he kind of picks his head up doesn't come he kind of goes to run run around i'm like okay like i'll go run to the fence well i start making my way to the fence and this thing gets his head up and starts moving towards me and i'm like oh boy get to the fence and i'm like i'm gonna get to the fence but i'm not gonna make it very far up and my knees are gonna get destroyed so i'm like okay and all i could think of was that will ferrell scene in that one movie where he's getting chased by the dinosaur or whatever and he's just going serpentine, serpentine, because that's what I kept doing. It was duck one way, duck the other way, back right, back left. Never dropped the flag, no. At least I kept, it on. I, kept, I, kept, I kept the flag in my hand. But, yeah, they always see the the flag come out, and they're like, oh, boy, we know Nick's fixing to do some actual bullfighting here. I made oh, a couple saves. Good. Perfect. Well, we appreciate you joining us here on the pod. Like I say, we wish you – the best of luck. Keep kicking their ass and representing uh, the country like you've been doing. It's been fun to watch, and we'll definitely be tuned in with the, with the podcast. Yeah, sir. Yeah, we will do. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. I bring the fire, but you never seen her. I testify, I don't need a subpoena. They want my soul, better go to Korea. I love my dog, just like I'm Peter. Gotta protect them. I made the call, it but just like I'm rapping. I know we left here, now we back together, but I guess that is better now. Later than never, like, mm, what's happening? I'ma need y'all quit asking when. Me and my wife gonna have some kids. Right now, we just practicing. Practicing. Teacher said, quit rapping, man. That gonna hurt my average. I said, thank God I ain't average. Yeah, I'm a bright young man. Kill the GPA, GPA. and the BPM. BPM. Look, we on. <laughs> so say what you say, cause that's A with Lecrae. From the A train to the A, I'm coming in hot. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot.